Blog Talk Radio. Collectively Rewilding is an online forum for learning, sharing, and teaching the skills needed to enhance our experience in the natural world. We're looking for the best mentors, guides, and instructors who can teach a variety of natural skill sets. If you've got something to share, we have the platform to help you make a difference for free. If you are more interested in learning and expanding your abilities in nature, please join us as a member to explore the world of rewilding. Join us at www.collectivelyrewilding.com today. You know what I think you should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRosier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross, the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. <laughs> oh, sure. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> we air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 10:30. Uh, right now, we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit, and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. Global Government, The Mystery School, Agenda 23rd, Chemtrails and Geoengineering, Manufactured Disasters. We live in a time when awareness about current events and big media deception is critical to be prepared for the events that are rapidly descending upon us. This is Russ from Delivering the Truth and Exposing the Lies. Join Diana and me every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. as we expose the truth big media keeps lying about. Herbal Medicine, the globalist real agenda seen through the propaganda. Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you there.
Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. Hello to all your nincompoops and something luckers out there. I am the Wire App. I am here to represent Weisnecker Suicide Pods. Let's cut to the chase. The globalists have decided it is time to kill off all your 99% who breathe our air and use all of our food resources. You have not died fast enough by eating GMO foods or by killing each other from race riots we have started. We have tried to remove all your pieces of excrement by cooking up COVID in a Wuhan laboratory. But you are not dying fast enough. So we now have Lysnicker Suicide Pods. You can now rush out and die in our Suicide Pods. Schedule your appointment today. You can choose between a blue-brown, grey or pink casket. Remember you need to wear at least five masks minimum and you will take a COVID test before and after you get in the pod. You must also make sure your ashes remain a safe six feet social distance when you are about to exit. If you like your experience, put it on Melbourne Computer, we will give you 15% off your next session. We hope to see all you useless eaters get in these pods right away before we put everyone in female camps. That did you not exist. Schedule your appointment today for your Lysnicker suicide pod. Thank you. Hello Freedomizers, I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the one world government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitution or cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show. (laughs) 
Thank you.
All right, hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another great night here on Freedomizer Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. I want to thank everyone so much for finding us tonight. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have very much here. So thank you to those who are listening and supporting us. We will not, or I will not be alone tonight. We do have Joanne Moretti, legendary talk show host here on Freedomizer, about to join us. And we have you out there in Radioland. So if you out there want to share something onto the show, please give us a call at 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone. And I will bring you onto the conversation here. So welcome in, Joanne. Whoops, I didn't get the applause button. Where's my manners here? Let me start over. Welcome in, Joanne. Um, Sorry, uh, the thing just kept spinning around and around, but we got you. Yeah, I just now said I was unmuted. Hello, everybody. Hello, Freedomizers. Hey, everybody. Wow, do we have a lot of news tonight. How you been this week? I've been okay. Yeah, I had that eye surgery. I was I wondering ab- how that went. I am absolutely amazed at how successful it was. The surgery I had wasn't possible like three or four years ago. But the way they did it, they designed uh, like a prism, like almost looks like a disco ball. I had what was called keratoconus. I still have it in the other eye, too. But um, my my eyes are oval, not round, first of all. And I had astigmatisms, and I had all kinds of issues. My cornea was separating from my eye. Anyhow, this doctor took off the cataract, then he peeled back the lens in the cornea. He put this ring in to hold the reshaping of my eye. He dug around in there, and he reshaped my eye. Then he dropped this thing in that looks like a disco ball. It's all prisms. It had to be 3D. Three, yeah, 3D printed because, you know, it, it, each section of the eye sees a different thing. So it was like all these different little prisms had to be fit together perfectly. Then he put the lens back and the cornea back and um, lasered it on and stitched it. I can still see, like, the ring of fire. But I, this was my bad eye. I figured we'd do the bad eye first because if it didn't right. succeed... It wasn't really that big of a loss. I was I was close to blind anyhow. I will tell you what, you have no idea what I can see. I haven't been able to see this good. Now, now my other eye is useless, and that used to be the good one. But this bionic eye, it is something else. You would, I can read without glasses. I read a license plate off the car in front of us today. Each day as the healing progresses, I can see more and more. It was either all or nothing, and it looks like I got the all side. I am extremely grateful. That, I mean, to God goes all the glory, believe it, and the doctor's skilled hands. And there was a lot of students in there, too, because they were, they were learning it, too. And I signed the paper to say, yeah, they can come in and watch. So it was quite the experience. I was awake for most of it. There was part that... The IV that they gave me kinked. 
So he was, the doctor was saying, she's jumping and I'm just putting eye drops in her eye. So finally when they pulled back on the IV, all that cuckoo juice went in at once and I was out. But for the parts that I did see, you know, I saw him putting all that, that um, numbing goop in my eye and I heard him talking and, you know, explaining to the students what was going on. And it was, it was something else. It was very, very interesting. And I, I was terrified at first, but then I calmed down. And I'm absolutely getting the second one done in three weeks. I wouldn't not get it done, not after the success of the first one. And even if the second one fails, the first one is succeeding. I can see. Uh, amazing. I just, I thought I could see. But I think I was operating more on memory than actual sight. My brain thought I could see, but my eyes can't see. That, uh, the other eye now, the contrast is so sharp. I have no idea how I got around if the eye, the side I still have and, and the eye that wasn't worked on was my good eye. Oh, my word. So now I can even work on intricate things. I can see, like motherboards and solder. I can see um, the, the stitches on things that I'm sewing and, and putting together. I can actually see why I can see through a microscope. It's amazing. I'm just um, celebrating every little thing that I can see. So if you can, Joanne, when you have a moment, just uh, if you can write on uh, on the, the Facebook Messenger what the uh, – if there's a name for the surgery of some kind so that I could tell my dad who has the same issue, I believe. Yes. As a matter of fact, I have an appointment tomorrow. I'm going to have the doctor write it all down, and then I'll send it to you. It, okay. But I know I have keratoconus, astigmatism, degenerative astigmatism to my eyes. You know, they're failing. And I got pressure behind my eyes, and the cornea is separating. And, you know, it was in both eyes. My My eyes are not round. They're oval, so it's just pushing everything off. So if your dad has this... Like I said, the surgery was not possible three years ago, and it's a little pricey. It's $4,500 each eye, and it's not covered by insurance, but what's the price tag for sight? And he made it, you know, he made arrangements for me to pay him, so, you know, I don't have to have it all up front, although my daughters did pay for it. So well, even, if, uh, even if you only had one done, at least it's better than nothing. Proof you wouldn't believe what I can see. Everything is so sharp and focused and the colors are vivid. With my other eye now, you know those old pictures like from the 70s and you got the paneling and you got the beige couch and all of that stuff. You know how it, it fades out to that beige yellowish? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm seeing. But I didn't realize that's all I was seeing. You know, everything was just faded out like an old Polaroid. And uh, now it's just sharp and in focus and you know, I, I really can't see anything out of what used to be my good eye. But I, if I close that, I can see everything. I can see across the room. I can see what my dog looks like. She's beautiful. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize what I was missing until I was able to see it. But if I just want to tell all you people out there who are being told you're going blind, and those of you who have already gone blind, there may be hope. So by this time next week, I, I'll, proof will know tomorrow, but 
by this time next week I'll be able to recite to you exactly what this procedure is called. And it didn't really take that long. The doctor just did it like he's been doing it his whole life. He's very, very, very experienced. I'm so happy with him. His name is Dr. Hegley, and he's in Port Charlotte at the Charlotte Laser Institute. What a, it's just an amazing thing. I'm, I'm just blown away by what I can see. And it's all still new to me. I only had it done last Thursday. So uh, so you're going to, a, like, an eye institute as opposed to, like, no, an eye doctor? He's an eye doctor, and he has an office. And okay. it's in the Wells Fargo Bank here over in Port Charlotte. And, um, yeah, he has privilege at all the hospitals, and he teaches at the University of Miami, too. He's a very busy man. But he's got an office here, an office in Miami, an office in Naples, and he teaches a class a week. So, and he had all his students with him for that surgery. It was something else. It was, and they'll all be back in two weeks to do it again with the other eye. But yes, his name is Doctor Hegley, H A G L E A H Hegley. Okay. But I'll, I'll I'll get all that information to you, and by next week I'll be able to even brag even more about them. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, I could see so so well, just instantly. You know, once all the goop cleared up. But you know what? At first, because there was a fluid in there too, he had to put a fluid in there. Supposedly, I guess to have you know the ball have some free room while he worked it. But um. It looked like a snow globe. If you, if I looked in the mirror in the bathroom light, it looked like a little fishbowl, and you could see the water moving around in it. You can clearly tell there's glass in there. But it's it's something else. It's amazing. So let me ask you, how long did the process take? It took maybe about 45 minutes. Okay. He had all his pots all laid out and ready to go when they wheeled me into the OR. It, it, I had to be in the hospital to have it done, you know, in case something went wrong or bleeding or okay. pressure or right. anything could go wrong. But um, it, it was about 45 minutes that I, I'm pretty sure it was about 45 minutes that I was actually in the operating room. And then there was, you know, I had to be there two hours in advance and they had to put the IV in and do all the check-in and all of that first and get me ready to go in. And then I was back out in a few minutes and there was no downtime. I didn't have to do any recovery or anything because once they stopped giving me the cuckoo juice, I was awake. I wasn't actually out, although I thought I was. But they have to keep you somewhat awake for it. I didn't know anything that was going on, though, after the IV was unkinked. But I knew everything that was going on initially. Okay. So it, it was, it was a, a quick process. In, in comparison to a lot of other surgeries and stuff, you know, it wasn't like a two-hour thing. But it was definitely amazing. So, I, I'm not scared anymore. I was terrified. Proof it was awful. He put eye drops in my eyes. I jumped a mile. Because I don't like people touching my eyes, but it, it ended up being a piece of cake and you know, I'm just kicking myself for being so scared that there was nothing to be afraid of. All right. Well, you know, if like, you're around and I and I'm talking to my father, I might bother you. That's okay. That's fine with me. But okay. there is hope. Tell him. 
Okay. I, I can see I can see better than I could when I was a kid. You know, I've always known I was going blind. But yeah. now I'm not. And it's a one-time thing. You know, I can never have surgery in this eye again. It was either pass or fail. That was it. And it worked. You got to put eye drops in four times a day and keep it, you know, keep it moist until it heals. For how long? I had to do it every two hours the first day, and then four times a day, and then tomorrow he'll tell me if I have to continue doing it four times a day. One's okay. a steroid, and one of the drops is an antibiotic. All right. Well, I'm sure if you have to get the surgery in ten or twelve years, uh, then uh, at that point it may be available for you to get a second time. Yeah, well, I don't think I'm going to ever need another one because you put that ring in there to hold the eye. You put that ball in there. You know, maybe a cataract will form over it again, but not in the near future. It'll take a long time, so I'm pretty well set for life with this. This is, and it's a life-changing operation. My whole life changed. I haven't driven in so long. I can't wait till I can drive. I have a license, yes. I've I've maintained my license. They just, in Florida, you don't even have to go and renew it anymore. You just send them your money and they send you an updated one. You know, the last one I got was quite a while ago. But I've maintained my license right along because I need it for an ID and everything. But I haven't driven, so obviously I I have a perfect driving record. No tickets, no accidents, no infractions. (laughs) Right. The insurance company yeah. loves people like you, I'm sure. No, they love me. Yep, my insurance is cheap. I do have a car, but I don't drive it. So, but I will be. I will be. I got a 2010 Honda Odyssey, and I'll be the drivingest person in Port Charlotte pretty soon. It, I'll, You know, it's still a little off balance because I got the one good eye and one bad eye. So, I'm still reluctant to drive yet until... It's balanced out, and it's, the doctor said it's going to be this way until I get the other eye done. But okay. if I can see as good out of the other eye as this one, I could drive the space station <laughs> without instruments. I'll be able to see. Earth Maybe they'll Earth hire you as a referee for the NFL or something. Yeah, really. I'll be able to see the plays. Yes. Be able to read the names on the jerseys. I wouldn't be able to tell you what what team they were on, which jersey they were wearing before, but pretty soon, pretty soon, I'm just I'm, I'm beside myself with with just joy. That's all, just pure joy. So, um, let's talk about this election for a minute. You wrote to me and you said, "What do you think about Vivek for VP?" I got this all figured out now, proof. Trump was under a gag order for a lot of the beginning of his campaign and, you know, before the campaign even began. And we know that this Vivek came out of nowhere. And he was saying all the things that Trump says. It was like a little mini Trump, and we were all not trusting him or anything, but it just dawned on me. You know how Trump always sends in a fixer, like Scaramucci? Well, Vivek was his little apprentice. Everything... Vivek was saying was really coming out of Trump's mouth. 
only he couldn't deliver that message himself because he was under a gag order, so he sent that kid out there to do it. And the kid did a damn good job, too. And then after everything was said and after the media was all slapped around and after all those other candidates were slapped around and, you know, pushed out of the way, he didn't go after Tim Scott, but he went after Haley and he went after DeSantis. DeSantis finally smartened up. Haley hasn't yet. But I'm thinking that Vivek was a front man for Trump. And he did a very good job, and now he'll be handsomely rewarded. Because everything Trump wanted to say and couldn't was actually said by Vivek. And you saw Vivek put those hosts in their place. And every show he went on and every person he talked to, it sounded like Trump was talking. Because it was. He's Trump's apprentice. So, you know... Now I'm I'm kind of open to a VP spot, although I think he'd serve better in other places. Well, I, think I think we talked may... about that last week, where uh, if they do something to Trump, then uh, they're, they're going to have to deal with Vivek, which uh, I don't know if they want. Right. Yeah, they don't want Vivek because that's just a lateral move. You get rid of Trump, and you got mini Trump. <laughs> But the thing is, and uh, I, I grabbed a clip by Benny Johnson today. It's loading up now. I forgot to put it on earlier. Okay. But um, I guess Trump didn't understand what the CBDC issue was about, and Vivek schooled him on it. Right. And so that, that that's why a few days ago he came out with that he would ban central bank digital currency. Yep. Yeah, central bank shouldn't have digital currency. So for me, we should be using uh, straight-up cash. You see, the banks were giving out information on purchases. If you purchased anything that had the word Trump in it or you bought a gun right. or anything with mm-hmm. J6, they didn't even have a warrant. The banks just handed it over. And that's why you should use cash. And that's why they Always don't want you to use cash. That's why they don't want you to use cash. Because... They know every purchase you make. If you bought tampons yesterday with your debit card and the government wanted to find out what you bought, the bank would just hand it over to them and tell them. Right. But if you bought the tampons with cash, it's no one's business. They control the digital currency. They control the population, too. And they can shut you off just as quick. Oh, they didn't like that you bought a gun? Well, then they're going to cancel your debit card. Next time you go to use it, the, the ATM's going to swallow it because they didn't like your credit score or they didn't like your social credit score or they didn't like the idea that you bought a gun or that you, you know, bought high fructose corn syrup or something. That's too much control. Don't ever give up the cash, people. <coughs> You'll regret that day. So what do you I think can't believe there's Haley's still people gonna... using Bank of America after that, though, to be honest. I know. I know it's hard to change banks, too. It's hard to get your money out of one bank to move it to another. You know, they don't want you to just lift up your whole bank account and move it to someone else. They'll give it to you in increments. But... Bank of America has lost a lot of customers, so has Wells Fargo. They did the same thing. 
use cash, people. And tip in cash, too. If you're going to give the waitress a tip, give it to her in cash. But always put like a dollar on your card. You know, if you go to a restaurant and the bill comes to 50 bucks and you want to leave her a $10 tip, put one of those dollars on the card and then give it the other 9 bucks in cash. That way, if you put a little tip on, they won't estimate the tip. If you put okay. no tip, they're going to say, well, we're going to say you got a 10% a 10% gratuity. And they're going to charge you like you got a tip. In taxes, they're going to charge you. So if you put a dollar there, that says, well, I only gave them a dollar. I'm a cheap jerk. And that's all <laughs> the, the waitress has to claim. Yeah, he was a cheap jerk. And then just, you know, slip her a 20 on the side. Because then she's got something to show and they don't just estimate it. Yeah, if you don't have enough money to cash tip, don't even go out to eat. Or stop at the bank and, and get some cash. That way, the, you know, the waitress doesn't have to claim it. Um, but going back to the, the bank for vice president, yeah, when I brought it up last president. week, it didn't sound like it didn't sound like you, you really were hopped or hip to that idea. I wasn't. Yet. I wasn't because I was still at the phase where I wasn't trusting Vivek. We yeah. fell for that sweet-talking, good-looking guy who was telling people everything they wanted to hear one time before, and that didn't work out. That was Obama. And we still haven't gotten rid of him. He never left. You know, this noodlehead Biden isn't running anything. He couldn't run a tub. But, yeah, we, we can't fall for that anymore, and trust is earned. But we, now I got it figured out, especially where he was so quick to hop on with Trump and Trump was so quick to welcome him. You know, he was a little more hesitant welcoming DeSantis in, but he open arm welcomed Vivek. And I would have thought that Vivek would have been his, his biggest nemesis. You know, the kid's trying to replace him. But then it dawned on me, the kid's not trying to replace him. Not really. He's trying to be him. He's trying to fill in for him. Right. Trump's tied up with all that craziness. And and those things that Vivek said had to be said. They had to be said during the campaign. And Trump couldn't be the one to say them. So he had Vivek go out and say them. And it was beautiful. You know, and then it harkens back to with Scaramucci, remember? He went into clean house, and he got rid of everybody that needed to be getting rid of. And then he left, too. And Vivek was out there mopping the floor, clean, doing a little cleaning up. And it worked. And I think Tim Scott, too. Tim Scott was doing the nice guy stuff. You know how they right. have good cop, bad cop? Exactly. They have them right there, Vivek. And Tim Scott, good cop, bad cop. And it worked. And everything that needed to be said got said. And at first, DeSantis wasn't a team player, and he's still kind of holding back a little. But DeSantis did something really good today. You know, he's out of the race. We don't have to worry about him anymore. But he sent 
Florida National Guard and assets to Abbott over there in Texas. So did Oklahoma, and so did Arizona. So, is Arizona going to do the same thing on their end, though? I don't know. If yep, Arizona's putting, putting National Guard on their border too. Yes, Arizona's hey, tightening Hobbs up their border. Is doing that? Yep, and the National Guard is already deployed. And they're doing the same thing that Texas is doing. They're trying to control the border. Now, that's an interesting story, isn't it, about the Supreme Court ruling? See? Well, I think everybody the, everybody in the United States knows what happened. They don't even have to say it. Meaning what? That they bullied Coney Barrett into, into, uh, into submission. I don't know about that. I actually kind of think it was a good decision because that lays the blame squarely where it should be, in Joe Biden's lap and in Congress's lap. It's it not up a, to the individual. It could be states. both. Yeah. They could have, the Democrats could bully because they, they, they were asking for it, but they might not have asked what, they don't know what they were asking for necessarily. So yeah, they but bullied it her. Change. It didn't change Texas's ability to declare a, nas- a state of emergency, which Abbott did. So they're in a state of emergency. He can activate his National Guard. It didn't change that. It just says that the federal government can cut his wire. But it doesn't say that, but that Abbott can't put more wire in. Abbott can defend his state. But it does belong, the authority belongs to the federal government to protect the country. Texas can only protect Texas. See, that was the part that people were missing, that Texas was saying they're protecting the United States, too. That's not their job. Their job is to protect Texas, and it stays that way. And in the original agreement that Texas made with the union, they maintained the ability to keep their sovereignty. Otherwise, they wouldn't have joined the union. I want to skip ahead to Arizona, though. Talk to me about Arizona. Because we have a Democrat that is now securing the border who who I don't think is necessarily the best Democrat out there. No, they're not the best Democrat out there. But the pressure is so immense in Arizona on this Democrat. And the invasion is, you know, seeing that Texas is doing what they're doing. They're moving a lot of the operation over to Arizona. So now Arizona's getting inundated. And the people in Arizona, which are mostly conservatives, I don't know how they got a Democrat governor, but they do. Well, we know. They just don't want to admit it. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all coming to a head, too, especially the Kerry Lake thing. Um. Yeah, but Arizona now has decided to help Texas, sending them assets, and they're putting razor wire and the National Guard on their border. And it's the Arizona State Assembly that's putting the pressure on her. So that's some serious stuff. You still have New Mexico who won't do a thing. California loves it. No, and Oklahoma said Oklahoma stands with Texas, and they're sending assets. That's from their governor, Stitt. 
No, I said New Mexico. They'll just come in through New Mexico. Yeah, they're going to try to, well, New Mexico, that's, they're all liberals over there, so no one's going to do anything about that, unless the people in New Mexico take a stand, too. Because right now, as we speak, there's a 20-mile convoy of trucks headed over to Eagle Pass to help Texas. Right. And they're picking up people along the way, and they're due there the 29th. And another thing, too, is that park that's the, that um, Biden is fighting with Texas over. The court said that they don't have to let the feds in that park. That's state property. The fed has no authority there. So it was a, it was a mixed thing. But if you, if you really read through the SCOTUS ruling, I don't think that they were... I don't think they were really wrong. You know, a couple of things maybe, but I think that they got it right. And that tells us, and that tells Congress, too, they are equally responsible. We have laws on our books. The court said it's up to the president and the Congress to enforce those laws. They can't just decide which ones they want to enforce and which ones they don't. That's unconstitutional. They took an oath to... Adhere to the the laws, faithfully execute the laws. So they're in violation. They are actually traitorous right now. So Joe Biden is acting in a treasonous manner right now, and the court just confirmed that. So now Congress has to impeach him, and there's the grounds. They just handed them a walk in the park impeachment. The court did. The guy's not faithfully executing the laws of the country that he swore to uphold. There's laws on the books. You don't like the laws, you change the laws. That's the Congress's job. They have to faithfully execute their laws. They don't get to pick and choose which ones they like and which ones they don't. And Justin Trudeau's learning the hard way himself. Yeah, well, Congress and... The presidents are now on report. The Supreme Court says, that's your job, do it. And if you're not doing it, if you're not doing it, then you have violated your oath and you are acting in a treasonous manner and you need to get gone. So if Congress were to impeach Biden today and he contested it, the Supreme Court, you know, they just handed the ruling today or yesterday. Well, what if the Senate doesn't approve it? Then the Senate is acting in an unconstitutional manner, too. We have to get rid of them. There's just no other way around it. If they're not executing the laws, they're not adhering to the oaths they took, then they are acting in a traitorous manner. Then we have to get rid of them. That's just the rules. Now, they should resign all these open border advocates. And if they don't resign, we got to vote them out. And if they won't leave, then we got to drag them out. And the, the sad thing, Joanne, is that they're still pushing it as their families. And if you have Paco and, uh, and Lucinda Cruz coming in uh, with their three kids, I, I understand that that's hard to, 
to say no to. But when you have every country in the world with sending their worst over here and they're getting in 20,000 plus a day, no, no telling who they are. They, uh, there, there was that one guy yesterday that was an yeah. Islamic terrorist leader in another country. Yep. And he said, uh, you'll, you'll know who I am soon enough. Yep. Yes, he did. Uh, he's, uh, his name is Azerbaijan something. And he's yeah. actually an Iranian terrorist. And he did 12 years in jail. Well, how did he get into the country? You're going to, soon you'll know who I am. That sounds like a threat. That sounds like the guy just threatened us. And what are we doing about it? Yeah, we're asking Where is if he, he has now? any other friends that want to move to America. Yeah, well, he was with a whole bunch of people when the reporter was talking to him. Right. And the guy was real snotty. Soon you'll know who I am. Why, are you going to blow something up? All right, Carrie, Carrie Lake wrote, 12 miles east of Sasabi, Arizona, this man walked into our country. He said this to a journalist who asked him who he was. If you're smart enough, you'll know who I am. But if you're really not smart enough to know who I am, but soon you're going to know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm thinking, there's this entitled bastard, and then turns around, and he's, a terrorist. And it's okay. Yeah. And where's Mayorkas on this? And, and you're going to know who I am. So they picked the, so the Border Patrol picked up the man and transported him to a processing center. What happened to after that, nobody knows. Yeah. It's up to them to decide uh, if they want to give him another identity or, or fail him or, or give him $2,000 and a plane ticket. Yeah, it says here his name is uh, Moizam Samadov. He's the head of the yeah, Islamic Party of Azerbaijan. Right. Yeah, and he was jailed for 12 years after being convicted of trying to overthrow the government. Very serious leader of a banned Islamist party in Azerbaijan, and he was sentenced to 12 years in prison in 2011 for plotting a terror attack and a coup. And he just got oh, out in July, I believe, last, last year, 23. Yeah, and what's he doing in the United States? How'd he get here? Azerbaijan is a hell of a walk from here. You walk over the ocean? <laughs> Yeah, they might have a, a, a sidewalk like uh, like one of those uh, es- those uh, what are those escalators at the airline or at the airport yeah, the, that uh, yeah the people movers yes yeah well you know anybody who thinks this is a bunch of illiterate Mexican cartel members going around to all these countries it's like ninety thousand Chinese men are here and Chinese. Nobody noticed the Mexican cartel going into China and taking 90,000 people out. That didn't happen. China sent them. But like, you know, you like I was at, saying originally, though, Joanne, is that if you just came across 10 or 12, 15, even 100 families where you see husband, wives, kids, it, it would not be 
in the same sentiment as you do seeing 20,000 military-aged men a day right. from 148 different countries. I would be somewhat sympathetic to, to someone that was living in an area where the drug cartels took over. Uh, and I think most people would understand that. You know, that's how they're screwing us. They send in these poor refugees with the with the yes. two or three little kids and the husband and the wife and, you know, they're, they're poor people. And what are you going to do, shoot at them? No, you're going to let them in. You know, they just crossed the river. They got a baby in each hand and, and, and a couple of stupid little belongings looking for a better life. Although they're not supposed to be here, you, you, you could be a little, you know, kind and receptive to that. But you're right. You see, 15,000 military age men all coming across at the same time that's a military invasion just because they're not wearing fatigues doesn't mean they're any less of a military you know cops can dress in undercover clothes too but these are obama's civilian military and they're going to be loyal to obama or biden biden's the face right now but obama never left um they're going to be loyal to who brought them here. They're not going to be loyal to this country. They know very little about this country. And this this terrorist guy, what does he know about America other than it's the great Satan and he hates us? And soon we're going to know who he is, right? And, I mean, it's it's not. he's standing in the middle of the open air. He's got a whole bunch of guys around him and people and reporters. And he's being snooty, like, who are you to question me? the hell out of here, dude. But those aren't people we yeah. want here. His thought is, I, you, I, 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 I illegally crossed this border fair and square. What are you going to do to me? Right. And you know how much it, it costs to keep all those inmates in those prisons in like Venezuela and El Salvador and Honduras and all of those places? So they just let them out and told them, get out of here. Go to America. Mm-hmm. And the youth detention centers and the orphanages and everybody the government has to support. They got rid of them all. So all that money we're sending them now, they can spend on other things. We shouldn't be sending any money to any of these countries who have sent all these people over here. We should be charging them to support their people. Means sending foreign aid to these countries. They don't need it anymore. Their people are here. But when you got 15 million military age men, and that's not even including probably the 8 million Godaways that they never did catch, that's a big army. And they're not just in Texas anymore. They're in Chicago and Baltimore and Boston and Maine and Detroit and you know, everywhere. So their goal with that, that new city, Colony Ridge, they want that to be bigger than New York by 2028. Yeah. You just you yeah. just made a, a, uh, a huge city out of a pile of dirt that you want to be the number one city in the U.S. with nothing but illegals. Right. Yeah, well, all that is is an army base. But if you notice, the governor of of New York and the mayor of New York City, they'll tell you, oh, we're supporting 200,000 illegals. And 
Texas is well. No, Texas sent you thirteen thousand. Where'd the rest of them come from? Mm-hmm. Joe Biden sent you those ones. The same with Chicago. Those people are all freaking out about all the illegals and they're blaming. It's very easy to blame Governor Abbott for sending busfuls of illegals, but you know a bus holds forty-eight people. So or up to sixty, you can hold sixty people in a bus, but. If you're talking about 300,000 illegals in Chicago and Texas only sent 17,000 of them, someone else sent the rest of them. They're being strategically located around the country. I I think it was hilarious that time uh, a few days ago when that Governor Pritzker was literally crying on TV with tears down his face, talking about how uh, please have sympathy for us and stop sending me those busloads of 60 people at a time. Yeah. Governor Pritzker, one of the richest men in the country. Right. And he's crying for more money from the federal government. They're not saying, you know, close the border. They're saying, give us more money to support them. No, close the border. You know, you're telling us how we're so overpopulated, and then you let millions of people Texas said, I'll stop sending you the illegals when you declare yourself not a sanctuary city. So they have the ability, if they don't want, to, if they don't want any more illegals, they could they say we're not a sanctuary city or a sanctuary state anymore. Yeah, New York, that governor there, she's, uh, she's trying to get them to undeclare themselves. Undeclare? You mean uh, undeclare, yeah, she, she, she no wants longer to wants stop it being to be called. a sanctuary state? Yeah, she wants to rescind that. Oh. Oh, yeah, it was all great when when they were virtual signaling. Oh, we love everybody, and we welcome everybody, and come here, and we won't send you back, and, and we'll support you, and you have a right to shelter and a right to this and a right to that. So they all go. That's where I would send them. Well, I would you send know, them to that road in, in Boston. Yeah. Yeah, Massachusetts, they want you to house them in your in your house. How many of these politicians are opening their doors to illegals? Well, she wants to have she wants to have parties that with people that are not white, so just bring bring them as many different colors as possible. Yeah. Send them. Yeah. Yeah, well they want to eliminate the white people and good luck with that. You know, white people are pretty cool too. Well, we saw not mad at them. what Martha's at Martha's Vineyard, so give them 10 more busloads. I know. Oh, no, they'll never let them stay on Martha's Vineyard. They barely <laughs> let them camp there overnight. Right. Who was there, 15 or 12 of them or something? There was one bus. So yeah. it could have been anywhere from 40 to 60 at the most. One bus, right. literally, just one bus. And uh, and so the the powers that be up there... They couldn't even spring for Lucky Charms. They got store brand Kroger uh, cereal and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and uh, they, they fed them what they said was a good meal and brought them to the local camp. <laughs> right. In the meantime, they're dining on on whole belly clams and lobster tails and not this vineyard. Yeah. They didn't offer many of those. <laughs> right. All those seafood restaurants and... Wonderful oceanside bistros 
You know, they could have sent them something from there. You know, maybe a nice clam chowder or something. Nope. You got Odeos. Oh. <laughs> Not even Cheerios. They got Odeos, right? Yeah, right. Not even Cheerios, <laughs> just Odeos. <laughs> and peanut butter and jelly. Walmart brand peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, great value bread, I know. I know, you couldn't couldn't even get them any of that Peter Pan honey roasted peanut butter, the good stuff. Right. They probably got the bread day old too. That's a that's a good uh, good call there. <laughs> I'm sure someone in the back was probably making them some Kool Aid too. Right. Jello. But not the Kool Aid, the, the knockoff brand, Flavor Aid. Yeah, Flavor Aid. And royal gelatin, not even jello. <laughs> I don't even know if they still make flavor aid. I, I remember getting that as a kid. I remember it. I don't know if they make it anymore either. Because we used to have the uh, the Hostess Day Old store. And so they would have the 20 pack of flavor aid for 99 cents. Do you remember that? Mm. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, they they thought that they were treating them so well. Would they let them sleep in a gym or something on the floor? Didn't even get them a hotel room. No, they're, they're, we treated them well. We we didn't whip them or anything. We we just uh, politely corralled them into the uh, into the gymnasium. Yeah, and gave them the tinfoil blankets and some odios. That was it. See you later. Got him a bus and brought them back to Falmouth. Just go on the mainland. You don't. You don't need to be on the island here. Nothing here for you here. When I saw Unless that store brand, uh, when I saw the store brand peanut butter and the store brand cereal, I lost it because I didn't even know they had Walmart at Martha's Vineyard. They probably didn't get it from Walmart. They probably got it from a food bank. That, probably. Yeah, and it was. I was just going to say that they're they're traveling thirty minutes out of their out of their city to go to a Walmart. That that's some dedication to to give somebody the cheap stuff. Yeah, the regulars of Martha's Vineyards have never stepped foot in a Walmart. No. Yeah, they've never seen the inside of a Walmart. They didn't go shopping there. They might have ordered it online and had it delivered. I I don't like Walmart at all, but I can't put them on my band list. It's just every so often there's something that only they have. Right. Yep. There is, and, and their prices, are, you have to say the prices are respectable. Right. But it just, you know, most of the stuff they sell really is cheap. You're not going to go and buy, you know, like high-quality stuff there. Some things you will, but most of the stuff is, is knockoffs and second-rate. Second Although I do get work pants there. Okay. Because they, they only cost 7 bucks, and, and go, you know, work, you go through pants like two a week. <laughs> Well, if you're cooking, yeah, then you, you at any given time you're going to yeah, you garbage get bleach on them, or you get stains on them, or grease or whatever, and it's just it can't yeah. be out. 
you know, a lot of things stained. So you just go through pants. So $7 isn't much to pay for pants. They cover your butt. They look good. And if anything happens to them, you don't feel really as bad as you would if you they were your best favorite jeans. You know, instead of yeah. wrecking a $60 pair of jeans, wreck a 7 or $8 pair of pants. Right. You don't have to wreck them, but if they do get wrecked, you don't feel as bad. <laughs> so there are things, I think, that, that I don't know how Vivek necessarily would be with, uh, with talking to uh, Kim Jong-un in North Korea and things like that, but the trade-off is, is that he knows uh, a lot about today's platforms that Trump isn't going to know about. Right. Right. He, had, he brings a lot to the table. But he has a lot to learn, too. And those two men could really work off each other and, and educate each other and, and what their own expertise is. Both of them can learn. But Vivek obviously was a good little student. So he won The Apprentice. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So uh, I have that Benny Johnson clip I'm going to play in a little bit. But Benny Johnson said it looked like Trump was... Uh, was looking at his son on stage with Vivek, and he looked at him like he's proud that I, I can't believe, I can't Vivek, I can't believe Vivek is doing my family proud. That yep. kind of look, like you are when your when your son wins a silver medal at the Olympics. Right. Oh, when the student graduates, yes, that's exactly what yes. happened. That student graduated, and yes. he graduated with honors too. Just judging by the look on Trump's face. And he gets a kick out of him, too. He thinks he's a firecracker. Right. And he really likes Tim Scott, too. Trump does. You know, I you can tell that... Tim Scott, I just... He didn't... Tim Scott didn't have to exactly win a debate. It just looked like he was just such a pushover. Yeah, but see, he was, he was serving a purpose, too. He was saying all the nice things and the right things. And people fell in love with Tim Scott, and he wasn't fighting. He was presenting his case as civilly as he could. He also graduated, because that's mm -hmm. a side we had to see. And even though it looked like he was getting steamrolled, he wasn't. His message was getting through. And then when his part of the operation was done, he was brought into the big fold. Right I don't think that was a chess move necessarily. Maybe that's just his character. And Trump might feel as though he can work with that, which is possible. Yes, I, I agree I just with you. Think that, I just think that Tim Scott was himself, and, uh, and he tested the waters to see if he's presidential material and found out he wasn't. But that doesn't mean there's no room for him somewhere. Absolutely. And he's beloved in South Carolina, so he can deliver South Carolina for Trump. But I know who's not going to deliver South Carolina is Nikki Haley. Right. No, she's resisting. That guy, that big damn donor, what's his name, Hoff or something? He just pulled his money today. Okay. Yeah, so he was he was using her too. They said that seventy percent of the of Trump's voters in New Hampshire were Republicans. Seventy percent of hers were not. They were non-declared, you know, because when, when you 
are right, an I independent up in New Hampshire when you get there. Yeah, I think primary, it was 73 percent were registered independent. Right, they were independents. So, you know, they might have voted Democrat or they might have voted Republican. It doesn't matter what they voted. This time they voted for her. But that was an operation. And then they had people that were being interviewed outside of the voting polls who were independents or who were Democrats that switched over a few months ago to Republican or independent so that they could try to, you know, mess with the election. So Trump had to have won by huge margins to, or a lot of those independents voted for Trump too. But yeah, once I just don't, I just don't think that there's a, a spot. Uh, I don't care what of the 50 states it is. I, if Nikki Haley goes all the way to the end, I don't think she picks up more than one state. Yeah, I don't think she's even going to get one. I was thinking maybe Hawaii. But I don't, I don't know why they're prolonging it. I, I, That's honestly, just a I waste think she'll get Hawaii. I don't know why. But they're he- very heavy Democrat and anti-Trump in Hawaii. Yeah. All right, so he might get 49 out of the 50. Yes. But, you know, those those people in Hawaii are a little sick of the Democrats, too. Especially after yeah, that big fire. Yeah, but not fire. sick enough to not vote for him, in my opinion. No. <coughs> Maybe. <coughs> so let's, uh, let's bring uh, your friend on here to say hi. Okay, sure. Joanne, I'm so glad for your eye surgery. I'm so happy for you. <clears throat> Joe, it's like a miracle. I am, it truly is a miracle, and all the glory and power goes to God. I can see. I haven't seen like this since I was a child. Wow. I'm just blown away. I'm just, I'm completely flabbergasted. I just can't even say enough about it. Yeah, that's I'm looking where I forward was. to getting the other one done. Yeah, that's where I was in December. I mean, I, I had my cataract was so bad I couldn't see out of the eye hardly at all. Yeah, and it was like day and night. But you, yours was ten times worse. You know, twenty yeah. times worse. Yeah, they rebuilt the eye and put some bionic parts in there. Why would we call you the bionic woman now? <laughs> I know. Hey, I sent and... you a video. Uh, I, I sent it over by X Messenger, or Twitter Messenger. I want you to watch it. It's the last thing I sent you, and we'll discuss it next week. It is the most shocking video on the border in an invasion I have watched yet. This guy yeah. went the whole way to Ecuador, and he walked around all the way up the United States, and what he discovered is enough to make you pee your pants. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch it, are, and, yeah, we will, the, we will discuss it. You know, the Chinese are facilitating this along the way. Hello? That's what's happening at the Darien Gap. That's and it's in well, Panama. Is, this is the whole way in. I mean, it's just, I, I, try, I tried to send it out to, I tried to get it texted over to Todd Bidsman. He's a really good, in, you know, immigration guy. Now, back yeah. on this border thing, this was never fully heard. The case was on emergency injunction. Right. You know, it, you know, so it goes back now to the Fifth Circuit. They will have a complete hearing on this. 
Oh, and, okay. So then the and, Supreme and then, Court just lifted the stay. And then, yeah, and then, then you know, if they roll against Texas, then it'll go up for a full hearing before the Supreme Court. So this is not over. Yeah. Well, they lifted the stay, but still, just doing that much, it tells you that Joe Biden and Congress are in deep weeds with the court. You know, and, and you're right. You, you know, the more I think about it, you're right. That's a stepping stone. It's going to end up back with them. But this is the procedural stuff that they had to do. They had to deal with the pressing issue right now that was the declared emergency. But is Biden really going to keep cutting the wire? You know, because well, that's now inviting people into the country illegally by cutting that wire. It's redirecting them from going to a regular regulation port of entry and incentivizing people to break in illegally. So that's creating even more illegal intrusions. Agreed, agreed. And then we have this feckless McConnell up there plotting behind everybody's back on this immigration pact and my former senator of Oklahoma I'm not in Oklahoma anymore but when I w- was there Langford is in cahoots with McConnell and they were outed out today guess who we didn't did you bring up Carrie Lake yet about her being bribed no I wanted to talk about that though because um, I'm just looking now that McConnell's involved in it yes Yes, they and the NRSC, that's the National Republican Senate Committee. Yes, they had somebody on the war room today. He was talking about that. They traced it back to McConnell. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want any MAGA people on board. Yeah. All right, it has begun. The red state governors are starting to mobilize support behind the state of Texas for standing up to the Biden administration over the border crisis. Wow. They they talk about um, Texas governor here, but now they're saying that he's already declared an invasion under Article 1S10, Clause 3, to invoke Texas's constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. And all these red states, um, governors are chiming in and sending people. Oklahoma stands with Texas. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He's got he expressed support for Texas. Arizona showing support for Texas. Tennessee showing support for Texas. Mm-hmm. They're all sending assets and stuff. I wonder. We, I wonder. I wonder if this could be the beginning of a civil war. Well, Think about. Already, Choosing up sides, yeah. Virginia stands with Texas. Glenn Youngkin, 32 minutes ago. Greg Abbott is doing the job. Joe Biden and his borders are refused to do to secure our border. Virginia stands with Texas. That was straight from Glenn Youngkin. Okay. Yep. Choosing up sides. And guess what the number one issue in, in New Hampshire was? The border. Yep, the border. The second was economy. Yep. Very now interesting. Now, this guy here, this, let's go back to this Jeff DeWitt in Arizona for a second. 
he tried to blame Carrie Lake, too, that she defied ethics. She was working for him, and she shouldn't have been recording him, and he's going to sue her for recording him. And she said, I got other recordings. So he resigned. Hmm. So maybe she talked him out of that, huh? Well, yeah, I haven't, had a chance to, I haven't had a chance to watch a Rumble video yet that she did tonight. No, I didn't see her, her video, but I saw that, yeah, you she, know, I, I heard the audio. She did something audio. at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. Yeah, over on Rumble. Yeah. But the video that was played, he was saying, you know, like how much, and she said, not for a million, a billion, I'm not for sale. And he said, well, you know, you could write your own ticket and you could get your own job anywhere and but the rest of it is probably what McConnell's all heated about because she said she got more. And McConnell was pushing the National Republican Senate Committee mm-hmm. to offer her money and stuff to get her out of that race. So if they don't want her, we do. Arizona, here's your, here's your heads up right there. She's hated by all the right people. Make that girl your senator. Yeah, it looks like they're choosing up sides for a gang war here. But this you civil war is... You know what I think would be kind of... hilarious, uh, Joanne? What? What if, what if Hogel decides, you know what, we don't want any more illegals, we're going to send troops to Texas? That would just be the ultimate. That would be beautiful. When you got the that most be... blue of Democrats sending, sending National Guard to the border, then, then you know you messed up. Right. And don't yeah, think that's not off, that, don't think that's not off the table if they keep getting buses. I hope they get buses and buses and buses and more buses. You know, and Texas is deterring them. They're having to right. seek alternate routes because of what Texas is doing, and that's really pissing Biden off. Yeah, they're because dropping people off in uh, in New Jersey and, and Pennsylvania and South Jersey just to yeah. just to comply. Yeah, yeah. The, the, um, New York was going to arrest the bus drivers and, and hijack the buses, so they let them off at the train station instead. <laughs> right. Did you did you see the guy that? Uh, they got a picture of, and he says, you, you know, you don't know me, but once you're going to know me, you know, you're going to recognize me. We talked about that right before you came on. Yeah, we yeah. talked about him, but he's uh, yeah. he's a terrorist. Yeah, convicted. And that's brazen, brazen the way he handled that. A reporter talking to him, and he's being all snooty. You'll know who I am. And he just walked away like he had every right to be here. He's been in jail for 12 years. And, of course, once they let him out of jail, I'm sure they threw him out of the country and sent him here. But who's he meeting up with? And what are their plans? They don't like America. We're the great Satan, remember? What's he doing here? Not here to, not here to hug us. No, they're going to do terrorism. You know it. Wow. Oh, by the way, the Georgia Senate, the Georgia Senate has appointed a commission to go after Fannie Willis. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. But point and commission, all that does is buy time. 
You already know what she did. The evidence is there. You got the receipts. You know, she should be resigning. She should have already resigned. Mark, she should be, in, should be in jail. But yes. then what does that do with the court case? It should be thrown out. But then but, can Trump countersue? I don't know. Is it worth it at this point? Yes. It is worth it. When he gets back in, he's going to use his executive power to just start firing people in um, positions of authority. He can do that. The president can do that. You know, it's hard to get fired if you're a federal employee, but the president can fire you. And they're, like Joe said, they're they're launching a sweeping investigation and appointing a nine-member special committee. They do have subpoena powers. But that just buys them more time, and you know they're going to jerk us around and everything. And that's actually providing cover for her. She should be lock, stock, and barrel gone. Throw her out of there, clean out her desk, empty out her locker, and tell her to take a hike, her and her boyfriend. You know, just like that guy that was trying to bribe Gary Lake. See you later. Mm -hmm. No long stories get lost. That's what Fannie Willis should be doing. And the other one, too, up in Letitia James. She should be doing the same thing, too. And they should all be being tried for RICO because it is organized crime. It's coming right out of the White House. Fannie Willis and the boyfriend both had several trips to the White House to meet with people. So the latest thing, Joanne, is that Letitia James wants to ban Trump from owning any real estate. Yeah. How does that work? That's the government. That's definitely a violation of the Fourth Amendment. I saw a meme that said if a media hit the World Economic Forum today, would own everything and be happy. Right, I saw that last <laughs> week. That was funny. But yeah. Yeah, do they expect Trump to have to apply to live in an apartment? I don't know, but they're trying to strip him of his assets. They're trying to bankrupt him. They're trying to do everything they can to keep that man out of the White House. They're terrified of him. Well, then they shouldn't have, have had their organized crime, and then they, they wouldn't have to be terrified. I, that really is organized crime. That's the definition of organized crime. Oh, I know. And they are persecuting this man. And it's all being coordinated out of the White House. All of these players that are taking him to court, every one of them have been to the White House. They're probably all meeting right. with Obama. Because Joe Biden can't even tell you if you mess with an American woman... He said you're going to get benefits. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure benefits wasn't really what he wanted to say. I saw that. I was trying to understand what he was saying. It was so weird to me that I I, I could not recite it back. Yeah, well, he said don't mess, don't mess with American women or women, or you're going to get the benefits. Okay, so there is or there isn't a benefit to messing with American women. And they think that they're going to run on abortion. All right, abortion is so last decade and the decade before and the decade before. And women won. And we won in the court. You know, every state 
can make their own abortion laws now. It's not the federal government's business. The federal government has no control over you, over your body. If the people want to vote something in their state with their elected representatives, that's up to the people. It's put back in the people's hands. If you want a limit on abortion, you put a limit on it in your state. If you don't want a limit on it, don't put a limit on it in your state. If it's not an enumerated power given to the federal government by the Constitution, then the federal government doesn't have any authority over it. So it goes back to the states and the people. And the Constitution is set up so that the people are closer to their state's elected representatives. And it's a lot easier to get a state law changed than it is to get a federal law changed. You have to have a consensus throughout the whole country for a federal law. But you only need the consensus of your people in your state for a state law. So women actually won, especially the women who do want abortion. You got a better chance of voting it in or out in your state than you do in the, with the feds. Look how long it, take, it took for that issue to reach the court again and be decided. All those decades. It was January 22, 1972, when Roe v. Wade was decided. And it's taken all this time for the court to write itself and said, you know, we shouldn't have ordered, we shouldn't have ordered that because it was none of our business. That should have been sent back to the state for a resolution. And they were right. You know, so if the Democrats want to run on abortion... Set them straight and tell them you won. Don't be sore winners. You know, now you only got to do it to the individual states. You got to, you know, do your marching and get your laws changed and vote for these people. And it would be a lot easier to do it in the states. And, you know, it's right, too, to go to the states because... Life begins at conception. Everybody knows that. You're either pregnant or you're not. And abortion ends a pregnancy. So that ends the life. That's just science. They tell you all the time, follow the science. Well, that's science. If you're pregnant, what you're carrying isn't going to be an elephant. It's not going to be a plant. It's going to be a human. It is a human. It started out as a human seed. And it's going to continue to grow into a human. Just like if you plant an apple seed, it's not going to grow into a human. It's going to grow into an apple. But once that seed is germinated and it sprouts, that life has begun. And if left alone, it will be a tree. And once you're pregnant and that seed has sprouted, if left alone, it's going to be a person. It'll be born as, as a person. So that's science. Now, you involve late-term pregnancy and pain to the fetus and all these organ harvesting and stuff. They want women to stay pregnant as long as they can get them to stay pregnant before they abort the baby because there's a lot of money in those organs and tissue, too. But at a late stage, that baby could live outside the mother. As a matter of fact... This girl I know had a set of twins. One of the twins died. She was 25 weeks pregnant. The second twin is 
currently surviving. And we got great news the other day. The second twin is now three pounds. She was born when the mother was 25 weeks, and this baby is surviving. So it's 40 weeks to a pregnancy. So the mother's five months pregnant, and this baby is surviving. The mother was five months pregnant when she delivered those twins. And one of them didn't survive, but one has and is currently surviving. Please pray for baby Parker. Um, and the and the baby's mother and father, too. They got a mixed blessing. One baby died, but one baby's fighting her little brains out to survive. And now she's three pounds and doing well. So you got to take that into consideration, too. So I'm anti-abortion, but if someone's going to have an abortion... Me and 10 more like me isn't going to stop them, but I would just hope that they would, you know, there's the morning after pill, there's, there's birth control, there's contraceptions, there's all kinds of things. There's many ways to not get pregnant. Don't get pregnant. But if you do, don't wait until, you know, the day you do to decide, oh, you broke up with the baby's father, now you don't want the baby anymore. It's too late then. Have the baby, give it away. Oh, have the baby and raise it. You know, lots of people have babies and raise them. And it betters their life. My children were not a detriment to me. Every one of my children was a blessing. And I was very young when I had my children. Very young. So we all grew up together. I don't regret a minute of it. You know, no one said it was going to be easy, but it sure as hell worth it. You know, these people telling young women, oh, you know, you you shouldn't have babies because it's going to wreck your life and it's going to slow you down. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. You can still be whatever you uh, intend to be. And you just got your little buddy with you, helping you along the way. And yes, you have to make accommodations for your baby, but you're never going to love anything in your whole life more than you're going to love that baby. People don't know that. They don't tell you that part. They act like children are a curse. They're not. At least this is my opinion. You know, men like babies too. You know, poor men, they don't have any say in whether a woman has an abortion or not. That's all up to the woman. You know, imagine being a guy and wanting your baby, and then you're not going to get a baby. That has to affect them. Now they can tell you that you can get pregnant and have your own baby. Yeah, but that's a lie. Well, I know it is. You know it is, but the the liberals don't seem to think so. And anybody who's going to tell you that men can have babies can tell you anything, and you're just going to follow, you're just going to swallow it hook, line, and sinker. They can get you to to believe that men can have babies. They can get you to believe anything. No, women can have babies. That's just, again, it's science. And changing your genitalia doesn't change the fact that you're a man or a woman. It's not changing your chromosomes. So you're just a man with no junk now. Right. 
are a female with no breasts now. And you've been artificially altered. Not naturally altered. Artificially altered. And still, you know, you can live as a man if you were a woman and you want to live as a man, you go right ahead. But you're not going to get someone else pregnant. And if you want to live as a woman and you were formerly a man, you go right ahead. No one cares. But you're not going to get pregnant. That's just the way it is, you know, and you can accept the reality or not accept it, and you can live your life any way you want. But that doesn't mean that everybody else is going to accept it. And we can usually tell. So the only one you're fooling is yourself. We'll accept it. You know, you want to fly, you freak, freak, you want to be crazy, you want to be normal, you want to be whatever you're going to be. Go ahead. But just don't try to impose it on everyone else who's not going to buy it. And don't force other people to lie on your behalf. If you want to call, if you want to, them to call you ma'am, when they know you're not a woman, you're forcing them to lie on your behalf. And that's coerced speech. That's not freedom of speech. And you can get offended all you want that they mispronounce you. But you can't force someone to lie to speak untruths. They just won't say anything. And, you know, that's good enough. Don't say anything. But don't start suing people and taking fits and flipping out because somebody misgendered you. It's you who misgendered you. And the rest of us are trying to go along with it and trying to be civilized and trying to be nice and accepting and reasonable. But then when you come out and you're getting straight up miserable to people and flipping out and suing them and screaming at them and all that, no one's going to put up with that. Eventually, you're bad for your cause. No one wants you around. You know, it's brutal It's brutal truth, but it's true. You know, no one said you don't, you're not, they're not, they won't accept you. They just aren't going to lie on you. That's it. And I'm sick of it being called toxic masculinity. What's so toxic about masculinity? There's nothing toxic about it. And if women were telling you the truth, they tell you it's intoxicating. Manly men are sexy to women. That's a true story. You know, and they try to make these men be all sweet and and cutesy and, and feminine. No, that's not how it's supposed to be. Women don't like that. You know, if I wanted to date girls, I'd be a lesbian. Men are men, and men are wonderful. It's intoxicating masculinity. Don't don't confuse masculinity with abuse. All genders can be abusive. So masculinity is not synonymous for abuse. And masculinity is very important. Men are stronger. They lift heavy things. Men are protectors. You know, that's the way families have survived. That's how we, the whole species has survived. Because men are protectors and providers. You know, that was survival of the species. You know, I look around at these kids. 
can you imagine when the chips hit the fan? You'll know who's going to be useful and who isn't. You know, the ones running around in the little dresses with their nails all done, they're not going to be any help to us. No. But the guys who can fix things and carry heavy things and who can make fire and who can design things and, and, and keep all the equipment running and protect the family, the community, those ones, those ones are going to be useful. Not the one Jack Parade dance moves on TikTok? No. No, the, the Bud Light crowd ain't going, to be, ain't going to help us much. You know, we're going to have to protect them. They're going to go run and hide and cry if they have to do any heavy lifting or long walks or any type of exercise, uh, anything that involves physical labor. Or, like I said, the protection. You know, just keeping the wolves at bay. Protecting your, your home, your farm, your animals, your family. That's what men do. Mm-hmm. And they keep things running. And women do too. I'm not I'm not minimizing women. You know, it doesn't have to be a trade off. Women have their accolades too, and women are very important equations in this. And women can make babies and feed babies. Women can do all kinds of things. Women can do pretty much what men can do. They can run farm equipment too and they can help. But if you got a 50-pound cinder block, I think the guy's going to lift that cinder block a lot easier than a woman is. You know, if you've got to pick up this rock and put it over there, you might want to get a guy to help you with that. And I know there's tools and all kinds of stuff we can use. And women are capable. I'm not trying to minimize women because I happen to be one and there's not much I can't do. But I still love that men can do it too. And men can do it differently. And we're supposed to be different. That's the attraction. If we weren't attracted to each other, there wouldn't be any babies. And there wouldn't be survival of the species. So, you know, it's God's perfect plan. Everything runs off everything else, including people. It's all related, every bit of it. From the air you breathe to the dirt you walk on to the person that you you spend your life with. Every bit of it falls into a a certain category in in the big picture. And messing with the big picture... Just screws things up, and then we have to go back and fix it all again. Just undo everything that got un- that got broken. If you notice, masculinity is making a comeback, though. You know, if if you show the young girls now a picture of the kid on the Bud Light, uh, the fireman with the Carhartt hat on and the construction boots, and say which one is which one is more attracted, which one are you more attracted to? The percentages have changed now. The women are going to choose the guy with the car hat and the construction boots. So don't be afraid to be men out there. It's okay to be men. 
Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I've raised men. And I've raised women. And I've seen a lot of men and women go through this my life. And this is my opinion. I like men to be masculine and I like women to be feminine. And I'm not saying stay in your lane, but I'm saying, you know, it's okay to enjoy what you are. And it's okay to be attracted to the opposite sex. There's nothing wrong with it. You don't have to become the opposite sex to be attracted to it. So, what else we got on the agenda to talk about today? Now that, hey, did you see the interview with Tucker Carlson and Cat Turd? I I just read about it. I didn't watch any videos. That was probably one of the best interviews I actually sat through and listened to. That guy, Cat Turd, is just a regular American guy. I met him once. You did? Yeah, the, that uh, tr- there was a Trump of Palooza here four years ago. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he talked about how he got his start and how he was, you know, just a regular guy going through life. He was a hippie. He got in bar fights. He had a beard, and, you know, all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. they were just goofing around, and that's how he got the name Cat Turd. And it just caught on. He has no clue how he became as famous as he is. But just by speaking, speaking like you do or Joe does or I do or, you know, anyone else around us. He's just saying it like it is. And to listen, just to look at Tucker Carlson while Cat Turd was talking, he was enjoying that interview as much as the rest of us were. I think they, they, they became quick friends. And Tucker Carlson was pretty much agreeing with everything the guy had to say. It was it was a very good interview. If you do get an opportunity to listen to it, I would suggest it. You know, there just was a couple of guys sitting there talking about all the things that we talk about, all the things that we were saying. You know, he was he was seeing it from his point of view, which is pretty much the point of view we've expressed many times. So. It was it was a good interview. That interview with Rand Paul was pretty good too. All Tucker, all Tucker's interviews are pretty good. But Cat Turd struck out, and last I heard, he had like eight million views on it, and he was so excited. He never thought he'd see that many reviews. Like I said, he's just a regular guy. He just come out of nowhere, like the guy that sang Richmond, not the Richmond. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of on that theme. You know, come out of nowhere, just speaking normal things. And everybody just liked it. Uh, It was pretty good. Joanne, did you see up there in Canada, the judge put the smack down on Trodu, said he... Remember, remember, he threw the truckers in jail and cracked down and everything. The high yeah. court said he overstepped his authority. Good. And Good. Tucker was just up there, I think, today, and they packed the place out. Now, I remember he called up Trudeau and said, we're coming for you. We're going to liberate Canada. 
Well, he was up there today. And had yeah, I think a, he, they think he um, bankrolled some of that lawsuit. I think he donated money to that guy. We're seeing this populist uprising. I mean, did you see that in France? Uh, all across the European nations, the farmers have had enough, and they're not yeah, going to take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and they're scared. To, and they're scared to death up there of these. What's happening? They can't stop it. This is just not the United States. This is a. This is around the world right now. We're seeing a rise of populism. People Good. wanting to be free. We were yes. born to be free. We were never met to be put into slave auctions of the government. No. And that's what it is. That one guy at that World Economic Forum was saying how um, human rights and freedom is just an illusion. It's not a reality. Right. Yes. Yeah, and that it's just a story. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Inside every man, woman, and child is a feeling of compassion for other men, women, and children. And you want everybody to be free. So it's not just a story. It's a goal. It's a mission. And we don't have to turn ourselves over to one governing body. I don't care who these people think they are. Because they have a lot of money, they think that they control everyone and everything. Well, like Joe said, they're about to find out they don't. I mean, that's the principle of Christianity, what Jesus taught. Right. You think you think about it. You know, I come that they have my life and they have it, you know, more abundantly. But on the other side, you know, that you know the, the Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've right. come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Freedom, freedom. You know, yes. the satanic forces put you in bondage, put you in drugs, put you in sex, put you in alcohol, put you in the vices of the devil. But Jesus came to set us free, and that fundamental spirit is now, you know, we talk about revival, and now and I'm an expert in revival because I have 6,000 books on it, one of the, my right. experts, what happened throughout Christianity, but it was, you know, revival was caused by people wanting to be free from religion. Right. Yeah, organized religion, because that was bondage, and- too. And we're, you know, we've had periods of revival throughout church history, and you know we're seeing this play out in another way. That, you know, but that's what it is. We're it's a, it's actually a spiritual awakening if you look mm-hmm. at it. I'm seeing that among the young people. They're going oh, to yeah. the Christian concerts. They are living Christian lives now. They're, uh, you know, and and they're seeing beyond, like you said, the bondage. And the organized religions and, you know, because somebody always corrupts it. Religion is supposed to be the prophecies and, and the the scripture and Jesus Christ, you know. even But when they start putting their personal touches on it, like the Catholic Church, I... When I was younger, I was Catholic. You know, I got baptized and made my communion and made my confirmation, did all of that. But there was never a place in that religion for me. It was very patriarchal. And it really upset me that we couldn't eat meat on Friday until somebody decided to change the rules. 
Now you can eat meat on Friday. And women had to wear hats in church. But then somebody changed the rules. And now you don't have to wear hats. In the meantime, the Bible never changed. The Bible doesn't change. It is what it is. It says what it says. But when you start personalizing and customizing it and, you know, you bastardize it. And then the money that's involved and the corruption oh, yeah. that becomes involved with it. And then, the, the you know, there's always some of them that are out there touching the kids, which gives everybody a bad name. You know, you just shy away from all that stuff. So after a while, I got completely turned off to it. I never lost my faith. I am Christian. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. I just don't belong to any organized religion because I don't trust them. You know, they always change. The Bible didn't change. So I'll just stick with the Bible. You mentioned the young people. They just did a survey among, in a political survey, and Trump has tremendous uh, in that gr- gr- age group, young age group, tremendous support like never before. Yeah. Interesting. And all the kids, uh, I'm seeing white kids, black kids, Hispanic kids. Did you see the Trumps winning the Hispanic vote? Right. Oh, I yeah. Yeah. And he's already clinched most of the black vote. They say and he's got like 40% of the black vote. It, no Republican has ever gotten more than 20%, first of all. And the Democrats were freaking out over the 20%. Because they can only afford to lose 17%. And still maintain power in the, in the black community. But now with 40% of the black community is entertaining the thought of Trump. That's and the Democrats and the Hispanics, they're letting all these Hispanics in, and now all of a sudden, the majority of them like Trump. Maybe that's why they stopped sending families over, and are just sending military-age men now, because those families were probably saying, "Well, what's best for my family is freedom and prosperity." Wow. All right, 22 minutes ago, Tucker Carlson got a standing ovation in the city of Edmonton in Alberta, Canada. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's a long standing ovation, too. I just sent you the video clip. The video clip? Okay, yeah. I'm looking at it from Colin Rugg. Yeah, that's something. The world, Everybody loves Tucker. Can you imagine him being VP and doing his interviews up at the uh, observation circle? <laughs> that would be something else. Right. Yeah, now we got uh, Millie Weaver says that far-left government employees conspired to subvert President Trump, gum up bureaucratic processes, strike, and leak to the media. They said that they were putting that together and because they were afraid Trump 
is going to win. So they're going to do this again. They confessed to doing it before. That's right there. That's real insurrection. That's real subversion. Government employees trying to overthrow a president and interfere with his ability to perform his duties. That's a coup. That's insurrection. I mean, this this January 6th thing, that had to be the lamest insurrection ever. No guns, no bombs, no military, no airplanes, no, you know, fires, none of that. They stayed in between the ropes, the velvet ropes, walking around the Capitol on a guided tour by the feds. One woman was climbing to a window. You could see both her hands, and she got shot. She's the only one that got dead. And the window had to have been changed out because there used to be seven-inch glass in that window. Where'd that go? You aren't breaking seven-inch glass with a billy club. So that had to be swapped out. And then you find out that they canceled and they didn't even let the National Guard come in and they told all the Capitol Police, you know, to just not call anybody. And no people were even there. They were all moved to a different location. So their process that they were supposedly interfered was delayed an hour. And then they're blaming all these people for insurrection. When the guy rang the fire alarm, they were also having a process that had to be delayed. And that had to be delayed three hours because of the whole place being evacuated over the fire alarm. Was that insurrection too? People don't even know the meaning of the word insurrection. Remember when the Egyptian people all just stayed in that in the middle of the square? Millions of them. And they defied the military and they overthrew the Muslim Brotherhood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was what insurrections looked like when they got rid of Mubarak and put the Muslim Brotherhood in, and then they realized that they had made a mistake, so they threw the Muslim Brotherhood out, and they put in al-Sisi. But that took an awful lot. Remember on Twitter, they were saying, oh, the Bazis here, and they were getting their heads kicked in, and, the, you know, there were people on the roof shooting at them and stuff, and they were doing it in real time on Twitter. That's how you hold an insurrection, and you overthrow a government. You don't have a handful of people and a couple of hundred feds walking around the Capitol. They didn't break anything. They didn't set anything on fire. They didn't do any damage. Well, let's go to history. March 1st, 1954. The Nationalists regrouped and launched another attack on the Capitol. They went to the public gallery of the House of Representatives and unfurled a Puerto Rican flag. They shot... At members of Congress. That's an insurrection. Yeah, that's insurrection. Did they get tried for it? Oh, yeah. They got convicted. Yeah, well, this low-budget insurrection wasn't an insurrection. They, and they did that intentionally. They set that all up, and they kept using that word insurrection, insurrection, insurrection. Because down the road, they knew that they were going to pull this on Trump saying he led an insurrection. 
And he told them to go march peacefully. And then he told them to go home. As a matter of fact, the Sharma read that tweet that he told them to go home. And he read it out loud. And, and he was saying, Trump said this, look, look, he posted it. And then they deleted his tweet, but not until after they had read it. And that, that little piece of information right there that they didn't want us to see could help Trump immensely. And plus, insurrection. He was the current sitting president. Who was he going to overthrow himself? I mean, when you you have an insurrection, you're overthrowing the president. He was the president. And they're trying to make it sound like contesting an election is illegal. Hillary Clinton still contests in the elections. So Stacey Abrams. Look at Al Gore and the hanging chads. He sent a whole slew of lawyers to Florida to count every ballot. Was that insurrection? He didn't believe that election result. People are really stupid if they fall for this. There was not an insurrection. And you got political prisoners still sitting behind bars. One kid commits suicide. They charged him with trespassing. He was getting out in six months, and then they decided to up the charges. And he was facing 12 years, so he wrote a suicide note to his family and killed himself in jail. So that was another life lost. For what? Because they were redressing grievances? We have a right to gather peacefully. They were peaceful. They weren't even mostly peaceful. They were absolutely peaceful. Hmm. But not as peaceful as the Antifas. Yeah, the Antifas, they were burning buildings behind the guy, and he was saying they were mostly peaceful. Except for the ones who weren't, right? Burning down cities and looting stores and torching police cars. and None of that happened January 6th. Those aren't the people that would do that. The people that were there January 6th were the ones that would walk around and stay inside the velvet ropes and not break things. They thought they were doing something good. They were trying to get attention to a corrupt election. And now, as time goes on, more and more information comes out. They even try to destroy the information. And that's another thing. McCarthy said he was going to release all the tapes. They, re- they released, what, 10%? And then this new guy, Johnson, he was going to release the tapes. What's on those tapes that they don't want us to see? You got people sitting in jail. You use those tapes to convict them. How come you can't use the rest of the whole tape? Show us the whole tape. You think Chuck Schumer blackmailed uh, this Mike Johnson guy? They're all corrupt up there. The Supreme Court proved that today, or yesterday, when right. they made that ruling. That's why they, they didn't want Jim Jordan. Right. The Supreme Court told us that these people are corrupt, that it's their job to secure our borders and protect the citizenry. It's not Texas's job. It's Biden's job and Congress's job. So the, the court told us exactly who's at fault here. Mm-hmm. Now what are we going to do about it? You know, people have to get smarter. 
And like Joe said, that was just lifting a stay. That wasn't actually the merits of the whole thing. But it did land it right square, right in Biden and Congress's lap. So we should be flipping out at Biden and Congress. And I don't want to hear another word about how bad Texas is for sending the illegals all over around the country. What are they supposed to do, right. keep them? That's what they want. Yeah, that's what Colleen Ridge is for. So, uh, Joanne? Yeah? We have Pianchi that wants to join in. Also, we're into our number three, and we haven't done Mr. Broccoli, so I was going to see if we could do Mr. Broccoli first and then uh, okay. bring Pianchi in. Well, if Bianchi's willing to wait and Joe's going to stick around, let's do this. Okay. Okay. All right, so uh, let me know when you're ready, Joanne. All right, I got it pulled up. It's got two more seconds to the ad stuff. Now you can actually watch it a lot better. I'm sorry? I said now you can watch it a lot better. Oh, I can see it perfectly. I used to have to be right on top of the screen and hoping I was seeing what I thought I was seeing. Right. Now I can actually see it. All right, I'm up when you're ready. uh, This is stipends featuring the millennials. So... Mike is angry because he can't get a stipend for being black. And for those that that like these videos, you can look up Broccoli Man on Rumble. There's hundreds of them. You can binge watch them at any time. All right, let's count it down. Three, two, one, action. I'm glad you came out to hang out today, Sugar. We were worried about you. Yes, we need you to help us fight against all these new Trump supporters. Yeah, there was a poll last week at Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology about who it went between Brandon and Trump. Over 70% of students here at SHIT said they are voting for Trump. We need Anna Fit to come in here do mostly peaceful protests and teach these something but cares a lesson. How dare them act like like white supremes? They said 65% of students here at SHIT are voting Trump. We need to pass a mandate on campus that if you vote for Trump, you are deported to Russia. By the way, sugar we have to go for a black people's titans meeting next Thursday. You coming with us? I can pick you up, but you have to leave that racist boyfriend behind. I do not let white people in my car for any reason. Thems are too racist for me. They denied my request to get a black people's stipend. They said I am not black. I told them I identify as black and I'm a trans. They said to get the uh, out the office. I told them my birthing partner is black. I do Black Lives Matter rallies and break stuff with them. I even offered to suck their ice cream cone. But they had security drag me out the office. Yeah, trans stipends are good. But the black stipends get $5 million a year. We only get $20,000 a month for bees in trans. I know. It's that Green Jones again. Oh, brother, this guy's I want to punch him in him's bull sacks. 
He keeps telling me that he is going to arrest me if I get pregnant. He is not going to stop me from getting pregnant and then having an abortion after the baby is born. He is also against carbon taxes to stop global warming. He is also one of those fools that will not vote for Brandon. Hello again sugar. Nice to see you are out of the hospital. Why did you just flip me off? I do not like any white people because you are too racist. When I was at Winnie Howe General Hospital, thems made me wait for extra hours to get help because none of the staff was black. I'd rather than to let someone who is not black help me. Ye something duck as are too racist. You need to leave us alone. We do not want to talk to anyone that is going to make Brandon or Michael Robinson Obama lose the election. I know right. Michael Robinson Obama is a nice lady. Mr. Broccoli, you are not black like us. Is that so? Well, if you are black, then how come you are not getting that black stipend you have been working on for months? You just bees is upset that he can bees is then eating him once. I know if Trump wins the election, then you will arrest me for trying to get pregnant. Why are you against me having a baby? Why do you think I care about your body? You can do whatever you want with your life. All I know is if you have a baby, then where will the baby come out? I can make it come out of any place in the body I want it to come out of. You have no uterus. Your body has no way to feed the baby or hold the baby in a womb. You were not born with a womb. You also have no way to deliver the baby even if you magically got pregnant. Huh? You take that back right now. My sperms are good enough to make his sperms pregnant. Is that so? You do not know that sperms do not make other sperms pregnant. You need eggs. The sperm finds the egg and then gods will makes it happen. That's how every species over time has babies. Not anymore Mr. Broccoli. Brandon legalizes getting pregnant. That is why we have tampons in the men's room. Tampons are for when your uterus wall is shedding its old skin. If you have no uterus, there you are not shedding your parts. I'm going to make a complaint to the fake news hotline. You need to be arrested for false information. And also call the race hotline. Temps needs to be as taken to a FEMA camp for beezing white. Even though FEMA camps do not exist. This broccoli dude does not even believe in wearing a scam on him's face. This guy needs to listen to Dr. Fraudy. Didn't you see that in court last week? Dr. Fraudy testified on dear oath that wearing scams have zero effect on you getting sick. Social distancing, scams, the arrows on the ground at the store. Those things did not help stop COVID's even a one hundredth of one percent. Of course he said that under oath. He had to say that or else he would be arrested for lying. I don't care. Wearing a scam shows you are a Democrat voter. I will always make sure I have a scam on my face so everyone knows I am voting Democrat. Even though scams do not protect you from COVID or heart attacks, they are the best way to protect yourself from getting COVID. By huh? the way, you are supposed to wear that scam on your face because it is good manners. My wearing a scam protects you. You wearing a scam protects me.
I probably had a heart attack after my last COVID boost because too many white peoples were not wearing a scam when I was in China not getting my 83rd booster. Exactly. You should know these good manners. Just like everyone knows you always need to wear socks with your sandals because it is good manners. Huh? You do not need someone to tell you that you are supposed to do something. You just knew it. Yeah. How would you like it if I just came up on this mug and had my flip-flops on and not wearing socks? Well, I do not care because it is your body. You decide what you need to wear. Second, socks with sandals is gross. But that is up to you because I do not have to live with your clothing decisions. You do you. You take that back right now. That is the law for us black people. Mike. You know we can all see you, right? You are as white as Tom Brady. I can identify as anything I want. Yeah. Well, if you can be black, then why did your black stipend get turned down due to the fact you are not black? That's because you are a racist. I can identify as anything I want. If you can identify as anything you want, can you be an octopus? Yes, of course. If that is the case, then you do not have gills. You breathe underwater. You should not have lungs. You should probably find an ocean or river to live in. Because being in the air will dry you out and you will die. Oh yeah? I drink or coal and tap water every single day. I can be anything I want. We do not care. Also, an octopus has eight arms. You only have two. Where are your other arms? If I gave you a $10 bill to hold in every arm, you could only walk away with $20. Not $80. That's only because you're not black. You can be any skin color you want. Black, white, green, red, fuchsia. Octopus has eight arms. So if you identify as a black gay octopus and you were born a human, you would not have eight arms so you would not be an octopus. You're wrong. We can be anything we want. My parent one of the two told me when I was a kid when I grow up I can't be anything I want. Us trans peoples will save brands. Just like Bud Light and United Airlines. Exactly. It is dumb fools like you that think someone cannot fly a plane or handle luggage because they are blind or quadriplegic. I am not going to touch that one right now. Please stop these Woketopians from taking over the world. They will destroy everything. Please, check out the Proof Negative radio show. Proof is on Monday through Thursday 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. He has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to know about. Check it out at freedomizerradio.com. You can also look for the schedule on the website and find all the other shows as well. That is freedomizerradio.com. So now you people are ableist for not wanting a blind man who cannot move his arms and legs to fly an airplane. I hope you get cancelled. We can identify as anything we want. Tell us again what happened when you tried to get your stipend for being black. <laughs> that was good. And you're right, socks with sandals is gross. <laughs>
yeah, but it's their it's their choice to uh, to look whatever. So yep, um, whatever you want. You can't you can't be an octopus. Nope, can't be an octopus. Yo, what are you gonna tell the Furbies? Right, I know. I like that. He's, I'm not touching that right now. The, the blind quadriplegic flying the airplane. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that, that, that's what they're looking for, though. That's the, the, the diversity and equity and inclusion. Yeah, well, I, I'm probably not going to be flying on that plane. That's what we need more of. We need quadriplegic pole vaulters. Really, I'm still half blind, and I won't even drive a car yet. Because I'm still half blind. <laughs> when I'm not half blind, I'll try it. Okay. But I'm well, not going to be flying airplanes anytime soon. Well, we told Pianchi that uh, we'd bring him in right after Mr. Broccoli, so we're going to. Please do. We're going to, to handle business here. Welcome in, sir. Hey, gang. How's everyone? Hey, Bianchi. Welcome in. How you doing tonight? I'm doing fine, John. You know what I accomplished today? What? Well, see, I went to the register's office of voting. Yeah. And I changed my information. Yeah. And they asked your name. They asked these questions. You know, I noticed that on all the elected officials, they have gender, race, and party affiliation. And for the best yeah. of me, I couldn't understand why they have your skin color, white or black. So I went there and I changed mine. I what, changed. What did you change uh, it to? Other. There you go. And my party affiliation is independent. You have to have something. If not, you won't be able to vote in those primaries. You know, I. Independent, I can vote in the Democratic primary and vote for the weaker candidate. Yeah. But That's the main what thing I've done is trying to do up in New Hampshire. Yeah, the main thing I've done was change from black to others. That way, a federal judge can't use me and their data to create a segregated voting district. Yep. That's a good idea. Yes. Even white voters should put, Yeah, all of them. Even whites should switch to other. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about was we could we could use uh, that we're not a furry, but we're a frog, and our party affiliation is green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they created a, a voter district here for blacks that span from Baton Rouge clean up to Shreveport. And yeah, I that saw just, that. They took rights and lefts and, and you know, yeah. made gaps in it and, and you know, re- reconnected on the other side. And Ain't that just about some of the dumbest things you ever want to say? They created a segregated, they're trying to create a segregated district. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you have the schools, 99, 99% black. Then here they come again, Joanne. Well, the school districts are segregated. We have to do something to integrate them. Well, what do you think mm-hmm. they're going to be doing? 
They're going to be They're going to be busting the black kids out and the white kids in. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most So the kid can't thing. go to the neighborhood schools. Can't fall out its door and walk to school. Well, you know, they tried that in St. Louis, which they did do. And the white districts say, well, the only way we take these kids is that we are received twice as much in our district than what they receive in their districts. Wow. And that's what happened. And those districts out there where those black kids spent an hour riding to, they mm-hmm. built up buildings like never seen before because they relieved the residents of being burdened with additional taxes. Right. Yeah, but the kids are on a bus for an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon. So the kids got to be to school at 8 o'clock. It's got to be on the bus by quarter of 7, 7 o'clock, and it rides the whole time. And then the kids get out at 2. If they lived across the street, they could be home by 10 past 2, but instead they're not home till 3, 4. Yeah. So that's stuff about creating these districts. And, you know, the thing that gives me that these governors go along with that stuff. You know, we just elected a, a new governor. And I know the person that's going to be running for a Congress. His name is Cleo Fields. He's black. Yeah. And we try to get him to meet with our organization. He won't do it. Is he, he a Democrat or a Republican? He's Democrat. He's black. All blacks in Louisiana are Democrats. You might have one or two that's Republican. Yeah. That's another. Every last one of them Democrat. When I first came down If they won't meet with you, don't vote for them. Well, we're not. You know, I'm a volunteer for convention of states. So we want to have a meeting with them to ask them if there's something that we could, uh, as a group, help you with and, you know, tell them about our what we're trying to do. You know, Louisiana is a sign-on state. Yeah. But they don't meet with you. Yeah. So. That's really hard to do, and you be careful with the Convention of States. Once they open up that Constitution, they're going to try to change everything their little heart desires. You have to keep it very specific. Well, it is very specific. Three proposals. When you go there as a delegate, you can only vote on those three proposals. And when you go there, you're automatically going to vote on them because your state has agreed to them. Right. Yeah, but, you know, once they get that open, you know, they're going to try. Just like every bill, they start shoving pork in it and everything else. Well, if we allow them to open up that Constitution... We can only allow them to change what this, that one specific reason that you had that convention of states. None of this. It's three, it's three proposals. Are you familiar with them? Not particularly. Tell me what they are. I, I heard of them, but I, I can't recite them one right now. One term limit. That yes. no federal official, no elected official can serve but a total of 18 years. Three years for U.S. Senator. I mean, three terms for U.S. Senator and nine terms for a congressperson. And no one can serve more than 24 years. And it's not just for elected officials. It's for all federal officials. In the agencies and bureaucrats, no more than 14 years, you got to go. 
Yeah. Next one is uh, balanced budget. And next one is against the federal overreach. Federal overreach, for instance, like in uh, trying like to abortion. control. That was an overreach. Well, no, not abortion. Trying to control the exploration, drilling, and extraction of natural resources out of a state. Own without out of a state. Federal government shouldn't have nothing to do with it. Yeah, that that they've nationalized that industry. That's I agree with you there. Well, they that did it because be private. Well, you're right. They they nationalized, and then they charge a contractor a fee, and that fee should be going to the state, not the federal government. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, each state should, should control their own natural resources. Yeah, there's other proposals like there. There's like a nullification, federal laws. If a law is unconstitutional, you shouldn't abide by it. Right. Don't they have jury nullification? Well, actually, that's what Texas is using now. If the law is unconstitutional or if the act is unconstitutional or the lack of action is unconstitutional, they have a right to step in. That's what they're using because yeah. what Biden's doing is unconstitutional. It's and the court, the court actually court. reaffirmed that. Yeah, you shouldn't use no courts. Courts only do is give opinions. You don't have to do what a court thinks. Mm-hmm. What are they yeah, going to do to you? Right. But that wasn't even a, a ruling. It was just a removal of a stay. So, okay. yeah, you're right about that. But but uh, with courts? But what it did, though, was it reaffirmed that the president is right now acting in a treasonous manner by not securing the border. He swore to uphold. Well, you're absolutely right. The president, the federal government, is supposed to protect the national borders, but states can protect their own borders. Right. And the difference between the two is nothing more than a hairline. You know, if you take a map and you look at uh, a plat map of private ownership, mm-hmm. well, when you come down to the ocean, you see like a stretch, a pathway there, apparently for vehicles of whatever purpose can have access to go back and forth. Then you pick up your property line. Well, the federal borders start at the water edge. Actually, it started in the middle of the river down there, Rio Grande. Yeah. But uh, the state has a right to, to protect its own borders. Right. Yeah, and the court didn't rule against the state on that. It just said that they had the that they could cut the wire. Well, if they cut the wire, then what are you going to do? Let people the, the the state can stop the people from coming in. Plus, that's right. the state's property. What are you going to cut the and if they can yeah, cut and the, the wire, court did decide that that park, even if the if the feds do cut the wire, the feds are not allowed in that park. That park is state property, not federal property. Yeah, if they cut the wire, then can they cut holes in the fence? I suppose they could if they wanted to. 
But I'm talking if about people the come through, you can still you can still arrest them, and the feds, by doing so, are inviting illegal illegal immigration, which makes them treasonous. Yeah, because yeah, they should be corralling them to ports of entry. Like the fence that the the wall that was put up during Trump, that's a metal wall, steel wall, steel copper dam. So you're going to let the Customs and Border Protection cut holes in, in that structure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they, they shouldn't be done. Then what's good is the ports where they have to come through the turnstiles and that. Right. But that's how they should be entering and leaving the country, through the ports of entry, instead of illegal points of entry, which is up along the, you know, along the rest of the border. I did see where somebody had cut a, uh, one of the slats out of the fence. That had to take a settling torch. You well, yeah, they did use a settling torch. So if you allowed to, to cut that federal property, so what, is, so what happened there on January the 6th? Right. You think people bust out the windows and come on in, tear the door out, come on in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they weren't allowed in the capital, but they are allowed in the country. Yeah. And the people that were in the capital, they were American citizens with every right to be there. You have a right to redress your grievances, to um, assemble peacefully, and that's the people's house. And they had a so permit to be there. Here's the thing. If you can't straighten things out at the ballot box where it's transparent and not rigged, if you can't straighten it out with a Article 5 Convention of States as the Constitution allows, mm-hmm. then what's the next thing? Tree of Liberty. States are going to draw States going to draw circles around their borders. Yeah. You know, if the Confederacy had done that rather than firing on Fort Sumner, what could Lincoln have done? Nothing. He was perplexed anyway. Yeah. They gone. See, that's what I'm afraid of, Bianchi. I'm afraid somebody's going to fire the shot. Well, they are. Because they're going to say, we ain't going to do it. Yeah. And all the things that you're being challenged to change and, and be part of, especially when you are making these moves on people's kids, mm-hmm. they're going to say, we ain't going to do it. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're clearly choosing upsides for this civil war they're trying to instigate. And the and propaganda is states? getting really thick. You're going to have states that's going to have checkpoints when you try to come into their state. Mm-hmm. And that gets rid of your freedom to travel. Well, I, if you let people travel through your borders wide open. Yeah. But checkpoints, you'll know who they are. But checkpoints, you're going to know who they are. Yeah, but well, what are you going to do? Well, I don't blame are, you, them. are you going to turn people away from states? That's ripe for abuse. All that 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 could only get worse. Well, they did that during COVID when you were traveling down. Yeah, by ninety five, New York. 
Yeah, going into Florida, didn't the highway patrol stop you and make you pull over? Not not the Florida the highway next- patrol, but New York was doing it, and they were stopping people on the Jersey Turnpike. If you had a Florida plate, they weren't letting you in. Yeah. Yep. So maybe that's what we need, something like that. Yeah, well, I don't think it's going to turn out the way that the left is uh, is hoping it will. You know, because you got well, a lot of under- got a lot of patriotic Joy, Americans. Yeah, you do. But Joanne, I don't understand. What is this argument about abortions now? What do they think that Congress is going to pass a, a law, a federal law, allowing abortions when the courts say you don't have no business to do that? It's up to. What is this fascination about killing? They're beating kids, the man? dead horse. They're trying to keep it going. They're trying to use it to scare women into voting for them. Oh yeah, you know they're going to stop abortions, and no one's going to stop abortions. It's up to the states. The people don't know that they won. The people that were fighting for abortion won. They brought it back to the states, bringing it closer to the people. And you're right; it's none of the feds' business. The feds have no authority to rule anything about abortion, whether pro or con, for it or against it. That it's not the feds' business. Stay out of it. Well, no, it's, so, it's not the feds' business. And some people in some states, especially some of them, some, one of them, Carolina, they highly religious states. They don't want that type of activity going on. Hell, the wrath of God come down and lightning don't discriminate. Yeah. Who is striking for? If you standing around, you're going to get hit too. And they don't want to pay for it. Christians don't want to pay for that. Christians can't have anything to do with abortion. They and believe you got the Pope. That Pope what? is not the real Pope. He's a sleeper cell. <laughs> I, I don't like him. He's scary looking. He's even got evil eyes. And the real Pope, they're still holding him hostage in the basement, the Benedict. Where's the real Pope? Because as soon as that Pope got in, they got him out and they put this Francis guy in. And now Francis says that we have to embrace abortion and we have to embrace illegal activity. We've got to embrace it. No, we don't. You know, I'm not going to hate people who have had an abortion. I'm still going to love them, but I'm not going to have an abortion like them. I'm not going to go along with it. I'm not going to encourage it. I'm going to well, try I'm to not going to marry a woman that has had an abortion. I'm not going to do it. No. but Because you know, what, her, womb, her womb is haunted. Well, what power is so... What What is this power that could turn a woman against her own baby? I don't know. If you got women who have had several abortions, their womb is haunted. It's like trying to spend the night at Amityville. Hmm. Well, I don't know anything you know, about that, but I just, I just know that you know these people are crazy. They're trying to turn women against their own babies and tell them it's bad to have a baby and it's going to ruin your life to have a baby. When that's the last thing from the truth. No, it's not going to ruin your life to have a baby. It's going to enhance your life. I knew a lady, a young girl, uh, when she was very young, early, had a late-term abortion in oh. Granite City, Illinois, at that hospital. They do late terms. Yeah. 
And she complained to her grandmother that she hears the baby crying in her head. Yeah. Yeah, they don't tell young woman that either, the regret afterwards. They don't no. tell them that they're going to grieve that baby and they're never going to stop thinking about that baby. And they're going to remember that baby for the rest of their life. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. So, there's something to that. And, uh, you know, if it, like you say, if a woman wants but follow the law is all we ask. Yeah. And follow the law. You know, like I said, I can't stop you, but I'll pray for you. And I will never condone it. And I'll, and I'll try to talk you out of it. I'll pray with you. I'll do whatever I can. I'll offer to and take And before the baby. they marry, they should be required to inform the husband that that's what they went through. It's just like if you are bisexual mm-hmm. or you on a down low, you should form that, late, that wife or that girl that you're talking, that that's what you do. It should be required to. If you're a transsexual, you should be required to inform the other party so they'd know. And it won't be all of a sudden one day a surprise. Yeah. That would feel pretty crummy, you know, you're married to a guy all these years, and then he comes (laughs) out and tells you, oh, by the way, I've been cruising the gentleman park. Well, years. how do you think you feel that after about six months you think that the woman you've been talking through is actually a male? Oh. Yeah, that, yeah. You just, hmm. That people would be a difficult like situation, that. too. Yeah, people can I mean, get killed like that. Yeah, people could get killed. People can get very angry about that. People could start to question their own sexuality. Um, and get very angry at the other person. Yeah, you gotta you gotta kind of be legit about that. If you're gonna have a serious relationship with somebody, that's probably something that you should, you know, confide to the other party. But they gotta keep it to themselves right. too. You know, just if you you ain't into that, just keep walking. You know, you don't have to beat anybody up over it or anything. But just your cup of tea, keep walking. But yeah, you you shouldn't keep that stuff a secret because that could get somebody very hurt very quickly. Absolutely. You know, a, a lot of guys would not put up with that. You know, you think you're dating this woman and then she comes out and tells you she's not a woman. And then you start to look at yourself differently and that, that can be upsetting to people. Yeah, and if you uh, contemplate no marrying a male and he's on the down low, he should tell you. Yeah. Because you could endanger her life in that type of activity. But you'll never feel very desirable to him anyhow. And whether you're straight or gay, if you're going to marry somebody, you know, cheating with a guy, cheating with a woman, it doesn't matter. It's still cheating. Yeah, and depending on the preference of their pleasure, what woman wants to be having something in their mouth that's been someplace mm-hmm. else? Think about that. Mm, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if you're sleeping with somebody else, anyhow, you know you should you should level with your wife or your husband. It don't matter the yeah. sex of the the other partner. You know, at least give the the current partner an opportunity to opt in or out. 
Don't just spring it on them like that. I just go about doing that and keep it in a secret from them because that just makes you a louse. And this thing about where they're drawing around to become not only a vice president but a president, is that they have an inherent right to it or it's just anybody pull somebody out of a crowd and put them in that position. Mm-hmm. It should be more demanding than just that easy. Yeah. Well, you know, judging by what was said about McConnell tonight, they really do. Now, Catcher had said something in his interview with Tucker Carlson. He was saying how the establishment and the establishment money, they either want Obama or Bush, or Bush or Obama. And anybody who strays outside that circle, they're not going to get in. That's why they liked McCain and Romney, and that's why they like Biden and Hillary. You know, it's all the same. It's either this group or that group. And anybody who's not in either one of those groups, using Bush and, and Obama as just the examples. Well, that, that's it goes why Nikki Haley fits in their plans. Right. Yeah. You know, like I said, it goes back to Johnson and Kennedy and stuff. Kennedy was in their group until he wasn't, and then they killed him. Kind of kind of like Trump. You know, he was in those groups. He hung in those circles. He knew all of those people. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, he wasn't one of them. But he knows them, and he knows how they operate. And he knows... He's had to deal with every corrupt politician in New York. I mean, you don't you don't lay a brick in New York unless you grease half the, the the established politicians there. You know, you got everybody from the union to the police chief. Everybody got their hand out. The inspectors, the the zoning commission. You know, so he's had to run with those vipers. In the business that he's in, he had to well, know every one of them. He had Trump. to get permits and, and all that too. Yeah, if they harm Trump, it just might kick off a war, just like it did. I can't think of the, the individual that Abraham Lincoln. No, yeah, Lincoln, and it was another person too in another country that kicked off a war. Oh, and they killed him. Hmm. Caesar. But, yeah, it harm him. That may just kick off a big war. Mm-hmm. They'll start a war. They'll kill every one of them of us to stay in power. Well, see, here's the thing, too, Joanne. At some point in time, the people that's behind these conspiracies, these conversations, mm-hmm. they need to be hunted down and brought to justice and punished severely. Mm-hmm. Is that not treason? It is. And it's not only they're not even embarrassed about it, they brag about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey. that group of people that said they're already getting their ducks in order so they can interfere with Trump. And yeah. string them at every turn. Then those people need to be brought to justice because that's mm-hmm. hell back in yeah, the day. It was hearsay. Yeah, well, these people are openly plotting and laying out their plan for a coup and bragging about it. 
and Hell, had government employees. Was, somebody was killed just for saying that the earth rotated around the sun. Mm-hmm. Revolved around the sun. Look at our founding fathers. They said all men were created equal. People wanted them dead for that. Well, after the the signing and that, they had to be caught. A lot of them did get dead. Mm-hmm. Even some of the even some of the signers were having a problem with that. They sure did. Mm-hmm. But John Hancock got it in there. They didn't want to include that. But John Hancock wouldn't have signed on if they didn't put it in. You know, so he was thinking future. Because right now everybody wants me dead for that, but eventually people will accept it. So he laid the groundwork for it. And we have succeeded. We are all equal now. People like to try to live in the past or bring back the old wounds and stuff, but we're all equal now. Equal opportunity, not equal outcome. Because you all have the, everybody has the opportunity to be whatever they want to be. Now, what they do with it, that's their responsibility. So that gets rid of that DEA, equity and diversity, diversity and inclusion stuff. Because what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. But we all have the same rights. You know, I was watching a video have, that that actor who played uh, in Roots played Kuta Kente. Yeah. He found out that his great 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 grandfather was white and was a Confederate. Mm. So he owes you reparations, Joanne. Yeah. <laughs> He owes me money. Where's my money? Angela Davis found out that her... I got a better afro than Angela Davis. (laughs) My hair is so curly. Her descendants came over on the Mayflower. So did mine. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of my ancestors came over on the Mayflower. Some of them came after my black ancestors. Came through Sicily yeah. and then here. Mm-hmm. That took the air. That took the wind out of her sails. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <clears throat> See, people run with these narratives and never check them. It just sounds good. And only, I think it's like 2% of the black population that's in America right now had actual ancestors that were American slaves. Most of the black people here, their ancestors came over after slavery. I mean, there was no hurry to come over here if you was black and there was slavery. But after slavery ended, black people came from all over the world here. So you'll see that a lot of people came after that. Well, I'll tell you what, you look at at some of these, uh, they call Trump a dictator, but when you look at a Clyburn, as long as he's been in office, John Conyers, 40 years, 
Charlie, that there, I think, is the essence of a dictator. Yeah. Yeah, lifetime some politicians. Cities, yeah, some cities have been Democrats. For El Paso, Texas has been Democrat forever. Miami, forever. St. Louis, 72-plus yep. years. Isn't that not yeah. dictatorship? Chicago. New York was only Republican a little bit, and then it went back to Democrat. Boston's been Democrat right along. And the first ones to blame the Republicans. There isn't even a Republican anywhere near them. Yeah, they want to change things and impose their will on you. If that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. Leave, leave us alone, especially leave our children alone. Yeah, leave the kids alone. Joe Biden say that they're not your children. You had that uh, the lady Reed, the host, was having a discussion with uh, another mother, mother, on the rights of children to have access to certain books. Well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Hell, when I was a, when I was in my early twenties, I tried to order a girly magazine through the mail, and the postmaster would confiscate it. <laughs> and you were in your twenties. Yeah. But that ain't nothing to uh, get on porn sites. Porn, you have to prove you're 21. Yeah. But the actors in the porn is 18. Well, you can have all the porn you want if you're in the second, third, fourth, and fifth grade. Just go down to the library. They want those books to be in your library. I mean, they're showing children how to do oral sex in these books. Kid is six. But, you know, they're showing them all this stuff and they're teaching them all these things. And then if they look at somebody in the in the restroom, they're getting thrown out for being a pervert. Well, they learned it in class. Now they're a pervert. All they and know they is what we allowed them to be taught. And they don't believe that you have a right to dictate what your child can't see. I don't want my kid to see it. God help anybody who's showing it to them. If I want they my kid to see to it, I'll show them. They honest to goodness think they have a right over your children. Yeah. Yeah, that was Hillary who takes a village. And then they go around with this USAID in other countries. And one of the stipulations before you can get, quote-unquote, the carrot, you got to open up your community to same-sex marriage and abortion on demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and USAID, they're the worst ones for child trafficking. Know that? Yeah. They're the worst. Yeah, and that lady told me. And um, isn't it Samantha Powers who's running USAID now, isn't she? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She's one of the wicked witches of the West, Samantha Powers. Yeah, she's one of the biggest communists we have. Susan Rice. And her husband, Cass Sunstein. Valerie Garrick. Mm Mm-hmm. Wasserman Schultz. She's all the handler. 
I don't Hillary, know who she's Hillary working Clinton. for, but Valerie Jarrett's the big boss. She's the one that introduced Barack and uh, mm-hmm. Michelle. Yeah, she owns them. And she's still and handling them. She says, and she's still she handling do. Joe Biden. She still remind me of one of the characters on Planet of Eight. That's what got Roseanne in trouble. Just like Zero. Well, it's true. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, some people say you look you look like your pet. Well, I don't know what her pet is, but what was that dog? What was that uh, hooch? H u t c h hooch. The guy looked just like his dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah, that Valerie Jarrett, she's ruthless. And she's working for the globalists. And she's Obama's handler. She just gave him all the video games he wanted and kept him in the room, and she made all the decisions. She's still making all the decisions. They hardly even let Joe Biden go to the White House anymore. But it's the same people doing the same things as they were doing during the Obama administration. And before that, it was the Clinton administration. They're the same people. That Jake Sullivan, he was over at the World Economic Forum. What is his... He's another communist. Straight-up communist. We need a Nuremberg trial. Yeah, we do. Who's going to run it? You know, I mean, even if you get in trouble, who are you going to call? You can't call the FBI. They're compromised. You can't call the cops. They have been neutered. I mean, the people that are supposed to protect you are, can't be called. So it's all on us. All we got is each other. And they try to keep us separated. Or they talk about this unity reach across the aisle stuff. That's all the polit- political stuff. Why would you reach across the aisle to a communist? And try to find common ground. There is no yeah, common I, ground. Yeah, I agree with you. The hell with that compromise. If you compromise, you're going to leave with less than what you had when you first went there. Right. But if we go back to our founding and realize that we're the Americans, and yes, we are all created equal, this isn't the 1700s. This is 2024, and we've come a long way. And give us a little credit for all the major accomplishments that we have. You know, how far we've come as a country. And we don't get to judge the generations before us. And I'll tell you what, the next generation is going to be judging us for our failures. How come we didn't save this country? How come we didn't save the children? How do we let freedom slip away? You know, they're going to judge us. How did you let them take down all these monuments? How did you let them steal our history? You know, well, they're going to judge us of, harshly. And they should. There's going to be a lot to answer for, that's for sure. Right. You know, and people don't understand what the times were 
back in the day, like we were just discussing how people wanted those guys dead for saying all men are created equal. Well, they were right. All men are created equal. And we worked on it and worked on it and worked on it through every generation. And we've had some great successes with equality. But they won't let us. They won't let us celebrate it. They won't let us prove it. They won't let us talk about it. Because there's money in racism. And there's money in keeping people, there's power in keeping people divided. Yeah, when you elect these politicians, it's there yeah. and it's them and their and their uh, especially in the black community. These people yeah. stay there forever, and when they die, they their wife think that she should inherit the position. Yeah, that's true too. Remember, they tried to put and Cindy McCain in, in as senator in Arizona. Yeah, and nothing ever changes. Nothing. See, governments cannot develop a city. It takes private dollars. And right. private dollars are not going to come into an area where you have bad schools, crime, don't have an educational, educated workforce. They're not going to do it because yeah. these, these, these businesses have a fiduciary duty to their stockholders. Yeah, well, you know, and then they let these these leftist groups run rampant through their city and destroy all their stores, and now they got no place to shop. Yeah, that's so, the crime. Then you want to go out into the suburbs where people don't fled from you, and here we go right. again. Yeah. You know, if you didn't burn down your stores, you'd probably be able to go to the store. So now you've got to travel to go to the store, and... People will absolutely leave those communities. They don't want to travel to go to the store. They're going to go to a neighborhood where they can just walk down the street and go to the store. You know, so now you're going to abandon these cities to the riffraff and to whatever's left, The you know, the bones. Look what they did to Ferguson. You know, Ferguson yeah, was a I community. Yeah, had lived in Ferguson. They had to move yeah, well, across the Missouri River into yeah. uh, St. Charles County. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the best in neighborhoods, but it wasn't the worst either. You know, and it, and it did have a sense of community, and there were stores flourishing, and you had the local deli and, and the local supermarket and a Walmart here and there and maybe a Target. Those are all gone. There's no Walgreens anymore. Look at Baltimore. There's more vacant buildings than there are occupied buildings in Baltimore right now. Remember we talked about that commercial real estate bust? Yeah. They're crying about it in New York and New Jersey and, like I said, Baltimore, Chicago. Nobody wants to rent their stores, San Francisco. You know, so you got all this, this commercial real estate now just laying to waste. Nobody's leasing the property. And then they sent everybody home with terrible. COVID to work at home. So now you don't even need a uh, big office building for all your employees. You can just send them home and they can work by computers. So you don't need that real estate anymore. There was yeah, one what place, are you going to do with them buildings? I don't know, but there was one mall that the, the guy just walked away from it and let it go to be repossessed. The all whole, the malls the mall. in St. Louis area is like that. Mm-hmm. They're gone. You had Northwest Plaza, you had Jamestown, they're gone. Yeah. All kinds and, of things go 
You know, if you own this real estate property and you can't pay the mortgage because you're not renting out your office suites and your retail space, then you got no choice. You just walk away, take the loss. And then the bank People walk in there in garments and run out with them. What the hell? Yeah. And everybody thinks it's funny. And, yeah, I, I bought a hot pocketbook offline. But now you're going to have to buy more hot pocketbooks offline because you're not going to be able to go to a store and actually buy one. There's no store left. You cleaned them out. And where's and the FBI to, with their technology to recognize who these people are? Look at just four of us on the phone right now. You, me, Proof, and Joe. If each one of us went into a store and stole $950 worth of stuff, that's almost $1,000 each. So now the store just lost $4,000 just on us. With four people walking in. That's a lot of money to lose. And no one's going to stop them. Now the insurance companies are saying you might as well wait till the end of the year and claim all your losses all at once because you can't claim a loss, you know, on, on July and a loss in August and a loss in February because now we're only going to pay for one loss per year. So you know how many yeah. people are going to be tallying up now? The taxes are due now. It's almost tax time. You know how many these losses are going to get registered April 15th? You're going to see that collapse because everybody's going to realize, oh, my God, I can't even and stay the open kids anymore. Not learning. The kids not learning in schools. When they do go to a college, they can't come out in four years, take six years or more. Well, that's more money you got to pay in tuition. Then if you're not going to a college and you're not well prepared where you can take meaningful degrees that's going to pay money and you taking these light degrees that if you did get a job is not enough to pay for the college tuition it's just a revolving door you never get no place yeah well remember obama was sending everybody to school to be gender studies professors but now we got all these gender studies professors and we still only got two genders or we only had two genders until the graduating class now you got to create work for them so you have to create controversy for them. So now everybody's confused about the agenda because we needed gender studies professors because it was a light degree. You're right. That's This is the result of that. Yeah. And if these and politicians they, they, believe in that, why come they don't check off? If they're a male, why don't they check off a female then on those forms? They don't do it. No. No, they want others to do it. They don't want to do it themselves. They're just jerking us all around. So Well, it looked like the broccoli man has won again, so he's just about out of time. Yeah, I know. We're just about out of time. Is there anything else anybody wants to bring up? Well, we still got a few minutes. Oh, I'm I really right. don't know what's going on in the world anymore. Well, I guess we can make the rounds. Yes. I want to say thank you again, and I shall see you all next week. Bianchi, Joe, thank you for calling in. We love talking to you. Our conversations are amazing. Joe, thank you for all your help and all all the, the stuff you send me. Proof, you know I love you dearly, and it's great. I can see now, so I can actually read the news and see the news, and I don't have to be winging it. So I'm real happy about that, and I'll see you all next week. Good night, America. Good night.
All right, everybody, I'll be back tomorrow. Please support the other shows on the network. It's not just the Proof Negative show here, but until tomorrow, hold on to the handrail, keep hope alive. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. I am Proof Negative. I am Oot. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.